Thanks for tuning in to this week's Rapper and Dicks Friday Fix, where the theme seems to be cups. We hear from our three clubs still in the FA Cup, that's Helston Athletic, Bodmin Town and Saltash United. Also, you mustn't forget that the Cornwall Senior Cup begins on Saturday as well. Enjoy the show! Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. It's the 11th of September 2020 and welcome to another episode of the Rapper and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Welcome also to Rapper. Well, Rapper, let's hear your thoughts on the first week of the new Cornish football season because uh, there's been a lot happening already, isn't there? Yes, yes. There has, David. Well, pretty impressed, really, mate. Quite a few shock results, mate, wasn't there? We've had red cards, mate, haven't we? And, well... Yeah, I've been, been shot really, mate. Sparky, mate, 3-0 up. So the Hustle is nice and hostile team, mate. Up so Ash, ending up 4-0. Pernwell beating Penryn, mate, 4-1. And then losing 5-0 at home to Ale. And playing some Pern League, mate. But, uh, oh, loads, mate. Loads, mate. Obviously, you know, we talked about it last week. Salt Ashes win at Parkway, mate. I think that kicked it all off, mate, didn't it? Um, and obviously, we was there last Friday night, mate. You see, Discord beat Gilby's new look bombing, mate, on me. So, loads of, uh, loads has happened, like you said, mate. Loads happened already, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was good to see so many there and, and everyone keen for the return of local football, wasn't it? There was, you know, quite a few managers yeah. there as well. Yeah, it was a bit of a, like, who's who, mate, wasn't it, at Cornish football, mate, wasn't it, there? Uh, you know, we spent quite a bit of time with Mass, mate, didn't we? And I saw Dane there and everything, and nice to see Gilby and, and Watson and all that lot, mate. But, but yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, mate, and, and turning people away at 10 past 7, mate, wasn't they? Yeah, Which was right. probably <laughs> good to see, mate, like you say, in a way, it's good to see people back interested in, in our local game, mate, isn't it? Yeah. It was and is, um, and let's just hope it continues. Uh, always get a little bit nervous yeah. when uh, we start getting messages messages coming out from uh, the, the centre about uh, COVID-19 restrictions and regulations. Um, at the moment, it's all football go at our level, so that's the good news, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to say that actually, Dick. So I saw that FA um, sort of memo just now as well, mate. Sort of off the press, mate. It's sort of as you were, mate, in it for sort of steps, sort of three to seven, mate, in it. So a little bit of good news, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Okay, so what have we got in the way of tidbits this week? Anything or not? Yeah, a little bit, mate. Um, nothing too much. I only finished work this morning, Dick, so I've had a I've had a busy old week, mate. To be fair, so I won't bore anyone for too long this week. But but I did think, mate, with a few of our clubs involved in the FA Cup ties again this weekend, um, I thought it would be interesting to see what prize money they could pick up should they win. Um, when they of, win, uh, when they win. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it, mate. Got to be positive, don't they? Got to be positive. I think they all got a chance, mate. To be fair, but um, but yeah. So Ash, Bobman, and Alston, mate, have already they've already earned, mate, one thousand one hundred and twenty-five pounds, mate, for for their wins in the extra preliminary round. And if they can get through this preliminary round, toy. Uh, they will pocket another one thousand four hundred and forty-four digs. So, but uh, but it gets better, mate, as as well. Um, if any of our clubs can win a first qualifying round match, right, they'll pick up a nice little two thousand two hundred and fifty pound check. 
Um, second qualifying round, mate, 3,375. Third qualifying round, where mate would be 5,625. So the money does go up quite considerably. Like they said. And if you could make it to the first round proper, mate, you could win 9,375. Mm-hmm. For a fourth qualifying round win, mate. So, so good luck to all our teams, mate. In in that. Yeah. What about if if one of our teams win it? How much have you got the whole list there or not? <laughs> no, I stopped at the first round. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't want to get too ambitious, mate. Uh, it's a few million, though, mate, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, a few million. That's right. <laughs> even if, yeah, even if it's yeah. behind closed doors, it's still worth getting to Wembley, isn't it? So. Exactly, mate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I noticed a spooky stat from the Redruth United v Penrin game at Clyde Croft last weekend. It's, uh, there was a Lewis Pello on both sub-benches, mate. Oh. Spelt <laughs> yeah, exactly the same way. Um, L-E-W-I-S, mate, Pello. Um, obviously not the same player, mate. Say, the same guy signed for both teams, was it? <laughs> no, that's not yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be the first time, mate, would it? But, um, but no, but, but they did both come on in the second half, mate. So, um, Do they anything like or not? No, no, not really, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it dispelled that old song, mate. There's only one Lewis Callow, mate, wasn't there? <laughs> 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 I think you couldn't. <laughs> Southwest Peninsula League uh, kicked off last Friday. Like these, um, got underway. Um, so, well, it's split into the East-West Division format now. Mate. I thought it might be worth telling everyone who who has won it since it's been Phil's Peninsula League uh, version, mate, starting in 07-08 season. Um, Botman lead the way with five wins at Dicks easily. But uh, Buckland, Plymouth Parkway and Tavistock have got two each to sort of get that Devon sort of uh, back to... But St. Austin, mate, they, they, their one win came in 2015. So, so there's only five names on the trophy and a Devon-Cornwall split of six wins apiece. Mm. So, in the 12 seasons, yeah. But, but I'm willing to predict the new name on the trophy this season, aren't you, mate? <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Now, what, what actually happens? Do the East play the West as an I'll, ultimate sort of champion or what? Yeah. I was going to ask you that, actually. So that was my next question to you, because I know you know everything. But I've I got a feeling Phil did mention it, didn't he, last season, that there was going to be... Yeah, that's the, right. The, yeah, yeah I've got... A, in the back of my mind, there's something that it, it, there's almost a, a playoff at the end of the season. Yeah. No one actually needed to think about that last season, did no. we? So, so, no. So... Exactly. But you're still confident, even though we might be playing... I mean, the, the good thing would be if Torpoint and Millbrook win the East, wouldn't it? And then then yeah, we haven't got yeah. to worry about it. But uh, but you're still no, confident it's I'm... going to be a Cornish name on the ultimate title or something. Yeah, I am. I am, mate. Actually, very very confident, David. Very confident, right. mate. But uh, yeah, yeah, very confident. You've been but, on, um... you've been out for a meal tonight, haven't you? You've been on the pop or what? Tell you what, mate, the day I've had this, I wish I did have a few shandies, mate. But... 
uh, no, mate, no. Very nice steak, though, mate. If anyone wants to go to the Homebush, mate, just uh, get a plug-in for them, mate. Quite cheap as well. Big old plate, Diggs. Yeah. Big old plate, chips, onion rings, yeah, all the trimmings. So, uh, yeah. You didn't pay yeah, for it, not... did you? No, mate, no, of course not. Rage treated me, Rage treated me. Yeah, see? <laughs> That's a, that's a, and finally, mate, oh, mate, I was just going to say, um, I just noticed a date, mate, the Twin Towers, 19 years ago yesterday. I know that's nothing to do with football, is it? But I just noticed the date, mate. You, you, hey, you, had, you, you almost threw me there, because I thought you meant the, the Wembley. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, to be honest, mate, that was virtually 19 years, because I think the last final was 99, mate, wasn't it? I went to that, Chelsea Villa. Oh. Chelsea won one nil. I went to the last Wembley Twin Towers final, mate. But mm. but yeah, no, I was talking about the um, the American version, mate. I just yeah, yeah see, see how quick those nineteen seasons are gone, mate, or years or whatever, mate. Mm. But but uh, but yeah, unfortunately, mate, <clears throat> just a quick one, Dick. Uh, I noticed with the Cornwall Vets League kicked off last Sunday, mate. Um, I'll make a, an occasional appearance in that, mate, for about 20 minutes, and I've been limping all week, mate. But but um, but I noticed uh, Royal Poor, mate, in Division 1 of the Cornwall Veterans League, had an interesting player last Sunday, mate, in their 4-3 home defeat to Bude. Um, Omar Maged Mohamed Youssef, mate. <laughs> Omar, Omar Maged Mohamed Youssef, but he couldn't help his team from slipping to a narrow defeat, mate. But, I, but 23 letters, Diggs, I thought he must be the biggest name in Cornish Vets football, mate. Oh, definitely, definitely. I would have thought in Cornish Vets football, yeah. So Yeah, so he's going to take some beat, isn't he? That, that, yeah, what, what was his name again? Let's hear it one more time. Yeah, yeah Omar Maged Mohamed Youssef, mate. Right. <laughs> Yeah. What position did he play then? I don't know. I can't say I've ever seen him perform, mate. Ah, but um, right. but Ronald Poor only down the road, mate. They're sort of me local vets team, mate, down at the Poor track there, mate, where uh, Tregean Mills play, mate. They share their pitch with Tregean Mills. So um, I'll, I'll try and slip down, mate, and watch him. Uh, I'll get back to you on that one, mate. You have to, <laughs> you have to jog down mate. there next Sunday and jog back up the hill. Yeah, crikey, mate, kill me, kill me, mate. But <laughs> I'll be all right going down the hill, mate. I'm not too sure about coming back up, though, mate. But, but uh, I wonder if he's got a nickname, mate. Must have. Omar, yeah, Omar Maged Mohammed Yus Maggie, mate. <laughs> Maggie, hmm. mate. Sure about that one? Yeah. No, no, I don't know. Mate. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Dick, so I won't bore you anymore, mate. That's uh, that's about it for this week, mate. Right. Okay, well, um, if anyone does play for Royal Park and they want to come on and tell us uh, if uh, Omar has got a, a nickname, you know how to get hold of us. Don't forget if you want to contact us, email davedeacon at cornishsoccer.info. Or on Twitter, you can send a message to at soccerpodcast or at markrapsy1. Okay, thanks for that, Rappo. So let's yes, start this week with our interviews and... Um, Let's go to Cam Weldon and our look at Truro City. They don't actually start their season until Saturday week the 19th, but they have had a couple more games in their build-up. 
Cam is, of course, the man to tell us more. Yes, we've had a too friendly since we last spoke, Dave. It's been a bit of a hectic few days at Truro, really. It's been, um, obviously, we had that friendly Saturday, which away at Willand in the, obviously, their league below us in the Southern League. And they, they, were a good, they were a good outfit, really, Willand. I thought it was one of those games, I think, with Truro. If it was a league game, I think we would have probably seen the game out. But it was one of those ones where I think lack of substitutes, really, lack of players, um, few injuries, and it was almost... I think the lads got a bit like tired and a bit tired legs come the end and obviously Willen managed to they got one back and they just managed to scrape one 90th minute two all um, we had a trialist come on he scored a couple of goals for us as well in the first half so it was one of those games if it was a league game or cup game most certainly we would have seen that game out it's just a few few little issues we didn't have enough players stuff. well not, not having enough players but we didn't have we had injured players and it was just on a lack of legs really like obviously in pre-season you make as many subs as you like we only had a few so um, it's just one of those little issues but I think Ultimately, pre-season doesn't really matter, and I think we got a workout from it. First half we were good, second half it wasn't so wasn't so great. But um, I think Paul Watton probably happy with what he saw first half, and um, going into the season, I think he'll be quite happy with that first game against Willem. And who got the goals? <laughs> well, I can say it because I think I believe he's not signing. But it was a Kieran Hayes. It was the Nottingham Forest striker who he played one game for us against. Uh, Taunton obviously the game before the lockdown period so um, he got released from Forest and obviously I think he's without a club he was training with Port Vale for a short while but he's come in and um, we off- we gave him the opportunity to trial with us and it didn't I think he he, he, he did well so he scored two really good goals really good finisher but um, I think his location wise being from Nottingham and stuff it wouldn't would it work I, I don't know and I think the option mate is still there but obviously it all depends whether it's up to him really whether he wants to commute down here because it is well we all know it's one hell of a journey isn't it yeah I think I've seen today somewhere that um, actually he's not signing so uh, um, so we can forget him I think um, what about uh, Tuesday night though that was a good result against Pitterford yeah very good result obviously it was one of those as I said results results don't matter really in pre-season they, yeah but they do help they, they help yeah of course but obviously it's mainly for us I think it was a it was one of those games that I've, I think it was more of a Covid game really for the obviously the the 300 capacity so we have full 600 um, on the first game of the season I think it was just a nice run out as well it was our last pre-season game so it was a chance for a few of the boys to get some legs in obviously we had a few injuries last night Rocky uh, Ty Shane White were a few little niggles they should all be okay for the start of the season but it's just Little, little issues like that that we're not we don't want to have basically but um, I think the squad we must put out I think George Tucker got a full 90 which was good to see um, minutes for Kieran Rowe and Ben Musselwhite so young players getting some good opportunities and some of the senior players Rio Garside I thought played really well he's been the star of the pre-season for me but um I thought he played really, really well, and obviously Alex Battle as well got the got a hat trick last night. And I think the only criticism you can really have about Bats is he doesn't score enough goals. And he proved last night that obviously he had his finishing boots on. Really, his his creativity, and um, you'll see in the highlights when it comes out. I think there's highlights coming out on YouTube. Is his goals were all of them really, really well taken, including including the penalty at the end. So um, credit to Alex, and obviously it was good result all round. Ryan Dixon got on the score sheet. Something something he wants to add to goals. He struggled to start pre season with a little bit of injury but obviously tired legs and stuff and um, not played in five months and it is, it's, it's hard for them but Dicko's looking well looks ready for the season as to to be honest I thought the squad wise we look really good Riley Lowe sharp as anything Thompson did well as well so um, and another clean sheet for Hammy as well which is obviously a good start of the season for him so I think it's all ready to go now for that Harrow game You mentioned there coming out on video um, where are we likely to see that? So obviously that's um, we have 
to, uh, Adam Heap comes down. He was obviously he's our videographer. He comes to games and he'll uh, he'll come down and he's videoed that game. So that should be on YouTube. By the, definitely by the time this podcast is out. So obviously if you just search up Truro versus Biddeford, you should be able to see the highlights from the game. Um, and the second golf Malik's battle certainly wants to rewatch. Hell of a strike outside of the area, just curls it into the top corner. Keeper, no chance. So um, definitely, if, if you're not even going to watch the highlights, worth watching the second goal. Um, and was it capacity? Well, when I say capacity, was it the maximum you could have? So obviously the max we could have was 300. Um, I think we just came a little bit short. I think it was about. Obviously, I don't know the official attendance, but I know we sold about 170 odd tickets in advance. I think we had. Um, about 70 or 80 sold on the night so I think we were just under that 300 mark um, but ultimately it's a friendly it doesn't it was more for us like just get a game in for the legs and fair play to bit of coming down I know they had a few um, I think they were missing seven or eight players so um, for them to come down as well they only had two subs it was nice of them to come down and fulfill the fixture basically they could easily have cancelled that so um, good on them as well and it was just a good run out for both teams really and it's our last game obviously we've end pre-season in good well perfect start really to the new year and it's a chance for us now to kick on hopefully and we haven't got a game this weekend I think Paul Paul wanted that as a a Saturday off mainly just to not not have like a rest but obviously just to work players work on their own a little bit didn't need to see the need for a game so um it literally that's that's us done basically now until the uh the um the Saturday against Harrow on the 19th and as far I I asked about the crowd I was interested to, to find out how the COVID-19 sort of protocol went did everything go as it should do as far as you're aware yeah as far as I'm concerned as far as the club concerned I think we're quite happy with the way it um obviously it was difficult we'd never obviously we've never done anything like this before I don't and it's I'm sure every other club's been in the same boat but I think we've we've put an awful lot of work and I think the club in general the amount of people the fair play to the volunteers they've been working their socks off last few weeks doing stuff like this and it's um it's really helped us and obviously they've gone even you look around us now you can see arrows on the floor pointing one way systems and everything and um, tape around everything um, obviously they've got this um, the track and trace system all the sanitising stations I think I think we've done basically all we can really to try and be as safe safe environment as possible obviously we keep announcing the Covid protocol um, obviously we've got the crowd limit as well so I think fair play to everyone at the club really I think what obviously being selfishly saying I think we've done, done a really good job the first game and obviously we'll talk about the Harrow Borough first game of the season next uh, Friday but um, no final thing I was going to say was that although we're going to talk about the um, next Saturday's first league game next week in the podcast tickets are already on sale yeah, so obviously tickets are already on sale for that. It's um, obviously we got tickets on sale for that and the Taunton game on the 29th. So um, if you want to come along to Tree Road, obviously I think the capacity the capacity is 600 for that one. So um, buy tickets in advance. Obviously rather than the day, it makes it a lot easier for us. Um, obviously with the, and with the track and trace system, I think it makes it easier for the fans because you can literally just turn up. You don't have to speak with anyone. You can solely just go in, collect your ticket, and go in. Um, so I think that probably is the easiest way for supporters, and it's cheaper as well. Obviously it's 10 10 pound a ticket, and then there is a booking fee and a post like a postage fee as well so it's only about i think it comes to just about just over 12 pound obviously on the day it's 13 um so it's that is the price we've set obviously because it's that is um the price for southern league and it's solely down to the covid purposes we've had to increase the price this year but um so basically my advice to supporters is book in advance really good old covid eh 
Yeah, good old COVID, David. So it's been a very strange time, and obviously even stranger now. A bit of uncertainty with the news they released on um, Tuesday evening about the whole COVID thing. But I, I, I think we're all, the go-ahead is uh, events in the southern step three and below are all okay to continue so that's only a positive because can you imagine another six months without football Dave would be horrible wouldn't it no, we, we, we won't go there Cam but uh, yeah but I think the message is still everyone's got to you know adhere to the the guidelines the, the rules and uh, well be sensible yeah definitely I think it's, that is the only thing we can say and obviously like we've got policies here where as I said we've got sanitising stations like there's masks uh, you just wear a mask when you just simple things and if you're if you are worried or if you've got any illnesses just, you obviously they say it all the time on the TV just stay at home or, and it's like don't put other people's lives at risk and stuff and it's just be, as you said be sensible and just be safe and we're, I'm, I'm sure we're all delighted to be about watching football and I think we all want that to continue none of us want to have another year without football you know so it's I think just be sensible and just listen to the guidelines from everyone. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Yeah, thanks to Cam. Um, just a reminder to everyone, tickets for sale via the Cornish Pirates website. Don't miss out on uh, the, the first couple of games they've got coming up. Um, uh, particularly interesting will be the Taunton one. I might venture along to that one, I think. But um, yeah. tickets are available at cornishpirates.cloudvenue.co.uk. They've already been on the on the website for well at least a week so um and don't forget that obviously we're still restricted to numbers there so uh, uh get your ticket early i would suggest so rapper what do you think yeah yeah i agree with that i think, so. I think there might be a you know well city have a couple of good crowds actually mate they've done, they've done all right mate another 180 minutes in the legs you know like since we last spoke to cam and for the players, you know, it's a, it's a good good run out and a, and a good win against Bitterfield as well, mate. Wasn't it got and um, obviously uh, got the crowd in to sort of have a a sort of trial for for the real thing, you know, when they're allowed six hundred in on Saturday week for the Harrow game, mate, isn't it? So yeah. all, all good stuff in City, isn't it? All good stuff. Yeah, and I would if you ever go there uh, at the moment, rapper, I wouldn't stand still for very long because they're sanitising everything. <laughs> Are they, mate? Yeah. yeah. Are they? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, good on them, mate. Yeah, good on them. Well, yeah, the exactly. They're, they're, they're doing it correctly. Um, so, yeah. you know, little arrows around the ground as to where you should, uh, uh, or which side of the terrace you should walk, and uh, announcements during the game and uh, half time. They're out spraying the goalposts and the corner posts, and uh, so really? yeah, right. they're, they're they're switched on at the moment. So. Um, yeah, I thought the score was quite good, though, didn't you? Last Friday, yeah. But, you know the entrance bit. You know the split. You know the three tables that they had there, didn't they? And yeah. split the crowd up a little bit on the way in. I thought that was quite well organised, mate. Wasn't it? So yeah. Well done to the score. Yeah, and plenty of stewards and all that sort of thing. So yeah. that was good. Um, um, I didn't go to the Biddeford match for sure, but I did go to the Wednesday game um, where the under 18s were playing, and we touched on them last week. Uh, and I'm glad, yeah. to re- glad to report that Truro won 3-2 against Clevedon. Uh, that was in the FA Youth Cup, and I'm told that they now play away to Portishead in the next round. Oh, good yeah. start, mate, isn't it, for, for uh, Paul, isn't it, and his lads? Yeah, um, the, the, only, the, only <laughs> the only downside was that um, there was a little bit of confusion about who got the goals, because um, Tom Dolan actually got all three. Um, oh, brilliant. But on the team sheet, he was down as number seven, I think, and he wore number 11. 
So, <laughs> so yeah. uh, there's a, a lady quickly rushing around, letting those appropriate know that the, the team she actually, or the players yeah. presumably, had put on different shirts. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a shame. But um, but yeah, Tom Dolan <laughs> threw all three goals, and uh, um, I mean the first was after 90 seconds. The the third one came 10 seconds into the second half. So, oh, so uh, Cleveland were caught cold on you know both occasions, uh, and uh, yeah, you know yeah. good goals he scored. Well, the third one was a tap in. I would have got that one, but but um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the first two were crappers. So uh, well done. Watching yet? See there as well, Watching yet? See they watching? Yeah, they were there, so, and uh, at the end of the match, went on to the pitch and congratulated the players. So that was pretty good to yeah, see as well. So, yeah, lovely, that, mate. Well, good, nice little confidence booster for the lads, isn't it? To yeah, see that. That's right. And I suspect the next game will be fairly soon because they seem to rattle through these competitions early on, don't they, with the qualifying rounds? Yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll hear something soon and, and keep everyone uh, informed. Yeah, not bad little setup, Portishead. Have you been out there, Dave? Portishead? No. Portishead, yeah, it's been out there once, mate. Is it? It's quite open, mate. But Did it's, you mean Portishead at the sc- Port- school or Portishead? <laughs> yeah, keeps his lawnmower in there, mate. <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Portishead, isn't it? Portishead. Portishead. Yeah, I have been there, mate, even though I can't been out But yeah, it's quite open, mate. Big old, big old flat pitch there, mate, so hopefully, you know, suit the, suit the draw lads, mate. Hope they do well. Similar to Triu Road, mate. It's a big old pitch there, so yeah, best of luck in the next round to the lads. Yeah, it was a bit of a nail-biting last 10 minutes when Cleveland got their second and as you can yeah, imagine, okay. players going down with cramp and, and I'll tell you yeah. what, there's some tasty tackles as well. You know, they didn't, yeah. neither side held back. So the referee had quite a busy evening. So uh, it was a good game. Proper FA Cup time, mate. It, it was, that's right. Yeah, so. nice one, mate. <laughs> right. Um, now, yeah, we've got someone to, to help remind our listeners about subscribing. Here's Arthur. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Just go to your favorite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. And also, if you want to listen back to any previous podcasts of Cornish Soccer, they are all available at anchor.fm slash Cornish Soccer. Thank you. On to the East Cornwall Premier League. Uh, this also started last Saturday with a big win from Mount Gold, who were, of course, on top of the table last season when it finished early. So I suggested to our East Cornwall Premier League man, John Colenso, that perhaps the destiny of the league title might really be a foregone conclusion. This was his instant reaction. No, not yet. No, I want a proper <laughs> battle with them this year again. I'm looking forward to looking forward to some other teams. Hope, uh, well, other teams have strengthened, and I think hopefully they'll all make a good competition of it this year. It should be good. Okay. But, so, but, what, what stood out for you then in the results from Saturday? You know, who are the teams on that on those results that might might challenge? Um, First score was the surprising score, really, because obviously Foxhole was so strong last year. They actually lost 4-0 at home to Newquay, which is not a shock because Newquay have been a strong side, but I would have expected Foxhole to win that one. 
Um, obviously, Mount Gould seven nil. That, that's sort of putting a statement out straight away, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, Marjon beating Lou, I would have thought maybe would have been a bit closer, but uh, well done to Marjon there. We only beat Padstow one nil, which we were expecting more from, um, and, and can get the ball in the back of the net. Padstow defended really well, um, set up tight and close, and, and we couldn't get through. We only got through the once. So, well done to them as well. Really, it was a you know different to what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, didn't I, last week that St Dom to Newlanes would be a cracker, and it sounded like from the write-ups that it was a good game. Um, St Newlanes were three nil up at half time, which I think shocked quite a few people. Um, and St Dom managed to pull two back in the second half, probably made it quite exciting towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was totally wrong with um, St Minver beating Torpoint. I have to apologise to Torpoint for that. They they did really well and got a great result at St Minver because I think St Minver have had a good pre-season and looked looked really strong, you know. So um, well done to Torpoint on that one. And Ferian, I probably would have said would beat St Teth. They they won four nil in that match. So. Yeah, well done to everyone in the first games back. But yeah, I think Mount Gould have put out a statement, haven't they? Yes, looks like it. And mm. if we look at, obviously, we're, we're talking Wednesday afternoon, so uh, we've still got the games this evening to to go. But uh, if we look at the uh, the two games from last night, obviously Varian like scoring four goals, don't they? They certainly do, don't they? Yeah, it sounded like a cracker last night, four each with some glazy. you got so, two con- contrasting score, uh, results there, haven't yeah. you, in goals? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, St Newlyn had a great start, obviously, at St Dom, and then they've drawn with Foxhall 0-0, who had a very poor start, in my eyes, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, two strange scores last night, really. <laughs> yeah. OK, so if we move on to Saturday, and obviously, um, well, because of the Cornwall Senior Cup, there aren't too many games in the East Cornwall Premier. No, it's, it's, it is a good one, the one that's left, Mount Gould and Blazy, because um, I think Blazy have been or have built quite a strong side there now by the sounds of the um, what I'm hearing. So, yeah, that should be a good game. It's at Tot Hill again, so Mount Gould got the home advantage. Um, but I could see it probably being a decent game. OK, and obviously, um, what have we counted up? We've counted up 10 teams from the East Cornwall League in yep. the Senior Cup. Um, well, 10 matches, isn't there? And there's 11 teams. There's one all East Cornwall game, St. Teth against St. Newland East. Right. Yes, you're quite right. So, yeah. if we look at that one first, then, yeah, the Battle of the Two Saints, that could be interesting, actually, because St. Teth obviously have struggled, um, you know, recently, haven't they? So, the newcomers could cause another upset. Yeah, I mean, it's at St. Teth, though, and they obviously they know their ground, so they've got home advantage. Um, I think it's the case that um, Willie's basically got a very young side at St. Teth that he's... You know, I think they will come good at some stage. They're just sort of, they're still young. They're still learning men's football. And, but the main thing is they've stuck together for another season and, and hopefully they can, they can have a good season this year, this time around. But I think Sunulan East is going to be a tough one for them. Now, the great thing about Cornwall Senior Cup and, and county competitions, and uh, we've got Gary Wielden on the programme, obviously uh, letting us have a bit of insight from Varian today. Um, the great thing is that, obviously, you play teams from other leagues, and, uh, you know, there's quite a few of those clashes coming up on Saturday, aren't there? Yeah, there are. Yeah, there's some good there's some good clashes coming up, really. Um, St Dom, St Agnes is, is looking like it would be a good one. We met St Agnes last year on our run um, and they were they were pretty good um, from the St Pyrrhon League 
Um, and Padstow were playing Morwenstow, who we met. That's a long old trip for Padstow to Morwenstow. But uh, what else have we got? St. Stephen's, St. Ives will be a good one. I know St. Ives are doing well in their, in their mm. St. Pyrrhonant. They're looking started strong already. We've got to go all the way down to Mullion, which will be a fair, I think it's an hour and a half each way. <laughs> so we've got a minibus lined up for that one. Probably um, the longest trip of the day, I would have thought, in this uh, cup. Very quick yeah, looking at the games. Yeah, I mean, for all that we can see from Mullion, obviously I know Alan Carey well and his son's running Mullion and they're looking to get promotion into the Peninsula League. So we're expecting a tough one down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they've got some good players in by the sound of it to go for the, go to win that league. Um, Ludgeman and Roach should be a good game. I think they're all good games. To be fair, Lewis and Salt Ashborough and St. Mimber against the newly formed Pendeen. Right. And... Obviously, there's teams from the East Cornwall Premier and the Cornwall Combination and the St. Piran League, isn't there? So, are we sort of, in theory, we should be expecting the St. Piran League teams to beat the others, shouldn't we? In th- yeah, that's how it should work on paper, yeah, but it, uh, quite often it doesn't, does it? I mean, you look at Foxhole's fixture with Perrinwell. Well, I think Perrinwell beats um, Rappo's team, didn't they, on... First game of the season. Yes, Penryn, yeah, that's right. Penryn at home, so they've had a, a really good start. Obviously, Foxhole struggled first game of the season, so but you don't know how teams travel, do you? It makes it a bit more interesting. No. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be a good one as well. Okay, well, be interested to see the results. We'll mull yeah. over them next week in the podcast. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, enjoy yourself. Yep, thank you, Dave. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yep, thanks to John there for, as usual, the, our weekly look at the East Cornwall Premier League. Uh, since we spoke on Wednesday, obviously we've had uh, a couple of results from uh, from that evening. A um, couple of interesting ones. Well, so Dominic back to winning ways. They uh, managed a one nil win at home to Tor Point. Um, but that goal, they won again. But this time it was only two one, not seven nil. So. Uh, Marjons for yeah. their uh, opposition, and uh, well, some not so good news as far as Lou versus St Clair was concerned. That was abandoned um, due to an injury to St Clair's Charlie Coates. Um, doesn't sound too good that one, does it, Rappo? That um, no, four four breaks in this late thing, wasn't it? Apparently so. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so obviously yeah, we cool. wish Charlie a, a speedy recovery. Yeah. Yeah, nothing worse, mate, is it? Football injuries, mate. That's the worst thing in football, mate, isn't it? Mm. Injuries, that's the only downside to playing a beautiful game, mate. But, yeah, like you said, Dick, you know, get well soon, Charlie, and hopefully you'll be back scoring goals in a few months, mate, six months, isn't it? Yeah, OK. But, uh, but hey, my team did all right, Dick. My uh, favourite East Cornwall team had a good start, didn't they, after their promotion? St Mila East, they beat St Dominic away, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tough, tough to that. Tough for us all, that, mate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great start for Gregor and Tom and that one, mate. Yeah, good win, and then they played midweek, didn't they? Um, yeah. Got uh, cut short that one, Dick, didn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Interesting situation. This one. Um, yeah. There's a question raised that would it have to be replayed? Because 
according to one camp, the game was finished about 10 minutes earlier than it should have been because of bad light. The referee stopped play. Um, yeah. I, I've been told or understand that, uh, that uh, both clubs have been sort of put in the picture that um, if the points, the potential extra two points could affect either side potentially either winning the league or being relegated, then those sides could request that the game be replayed. As it stands, they're going to leave it as it is. Um, but, yeah. but it may mean that uh, either side might actually, at the end of the season, want to play it again yeah. to get the two points. So, a bit of an odd yeah. one, that. <laughs> so. It is odd. Yeah, it's quite sensible, though, Dick, to think, isn't it? Because, you, you know, you, you'd never sort of, like, you wouldn't live it down, would you, if, if those two points did matter to mm. either of those two teams at the top or the bottom. So, I think that's quite a sensible sort of... Uh, Initiative by the league, you know, you know, if it does matter, then you know they can talk about it again. But if it doesn't, nobody's hurt, mate. Are they? Sort of thing. And I think so, also well, they've probably got one eye on on the season anyway, haven't they? With the you know starting yeah. late, so uh, they don't, they don't want to you know make it difficult by bringing in more games if they can help it. So uh, there's pr- probably that as well. But uh, yeah, so that's yeah. Uh, how your side stand yeah. with that. So you never know; they might get another yeah. two points yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good team. Thanks, well, we're on the subject, mate. Poor old Charlie, mate, this break and Foxhole. Um, Foxhole's joint uh, player manager, mate, Lee Wetter, broke his ankle as well, mate, last week. I don't know if you knew Did that, Wetter. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, sort of texted him, mate, and, well, sort of texted him this week and about, about the Vets League, really, and Wet said, um, you know, hoping to sort of see you soon at the vets and that, but he's got a broken ankle, so oh, so I don't know how long he'll be. Yeah, it must have been a, a fair old uh, big big bloke, mate, to break wet his ankle, mate. And he's yeah. he's a pretty formidable, uh, pretty formidable uh, chap, mate. So, uh, oh. but uh, yeah, but he's broke his ankle wet. So we'd just like to say, you know, best wishes to wet as well, Dicks, mm. on a quick recovery. I'd like to hear it, mate, dear, first week of the season. No, I was a couple just, of just thinking, you know, we're only a week into it and already we're talking yeah. about injuries, so uh, not yeah. so good. Not so good. No, good luck, gents. Yes, good luck. And good luck to sides in the Senior Cup. No, Rappo. Now, talking yeah. to John there about the Senior Cup made me think um, yeah. about those that are involved on Saturday in the first round. Who yeah. you know? Who's involved? That's won the competition. Anyone spring to mind? Players oh boy, in the in the first round. Yeah. Oh, players, mate! I was going to say Luke Town. Dave. I thought you meant teams for a minute. I did, I did, has Lou ever won the senior cup, mate? I've got a feeling they might about hundred years ago or so, didn't they? <laughs> Luke Town. Am I uh, wrong, mate? They've been to the I final. Or is, that, or is that the Cornwall yeah. Charity Cup? But, um, uh, could be, mate. No, could I'm not be. sure. In the 50s? I could... Players, mate. Yeah. Oh, I know a player. Diggs as well, mate. Who's that? I know a player. Gary Wielden, mate. Varian. Varian manager, Gary Wielden, mate. Gaz has won it. Well, he's off to a loving on what? Saturday. But, um... Tough, tough one. Tough one. Yeah. But before, yeah. yep, you're dead right. Before uh, Gary shares his senior cup thoughts, we'll start with finding out a little bit more about the setup at Varian. Yeah, myself and uh, Matt Lean uh, run the uh, run the football side of things, well, and, and pretty much just about everything else, apart from a couple of other couple of other willing volunteers. Um, yeah, so yeah, me and Matt uh, are in charge down at Varian now. Okay, so how long have you been in in the hot seat? Is it just this start? You know, come back this season or what? 
Um, well, um, oh, crikey. Because I know you've been uh, connected with her. And for yeah, ages, yeah. Been, been connected from the, from its, um, you know, from when we first set it up, me and a mate of mine, Matt Dixon, set it up about, this must be our ninth season in existence, I suppose. So, yeah, we set it up from scratch. Uh, all that time ago, um, bought goalposts and nets and all the all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, then then did four or five years and then went went to Sticker. Had a couple of really enjoyable and successful years there, and then um, came back. I suppose two yeah, uh, halfway through or two seasons ago. I suppose it was halfway through the season just gone. Oh, no, two seasons back. Sorry. Um, yeah, just uh, and yet I've always been involved at the club as sort of chairman, really, and kind of just involved behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, love it down there. Love the place. Love the people. Um, yeah, and it just uh, it's good fun. So, do you actually live near Varian or what? I, I live in Grand Pound Road, Dave. Oh, so right, yeah. just right slap bang in the in the middle of the county. Really, it takes me a quarter of an hour to get down to Varian. So um, yeah, and obviously most of the games are up and around this way or a little bit further east. So it's not too bad, really. Yeah, I was just, I asked that because I was just wondering where you would get the nucleus of your players from, what sort of area? Um, yeah, I mean, so obviously Varian is a very, very small village, yeah. um, effectively in the middle of nowhere. So, but we are really lucky. We, we've got, um, we've got the likes of Dan Vincent, Harry Vincent, Liam Cope, uh, Aaron Moyes. Um, uh, we, we sort of tried signing another local lad this year. Um, so we actually, for for a very small village, proportionally, have got quite a few local boys involved, and then then it kind of just spreads out from there, really. Sort of Tregony, Probus, and then St Austell, To be honest, are the main catchment areas. This year, um, we've we've sort of tried to or had to and tried to evolve it a little bit. We've got a, we've had a really good core of players that have come right through with us. That um, it kind of <laughs> they won't thank me for saying it, but it's starting to nudge the wrong side of 30 and into mid 30s and uh, yeah we just need to freshen it up a bit which has been difficult and so this this off season has been a real challenge but um, we've got a really nice link with St Austell Football Club uh, and in particular their, their under 18s team and a little bit with their second team I spoke to Dave Lee as well so they've been brilliant and we've managed to um, get a few of their young lads 16, 17 year olds involved this season um, so yeah, we we're excited about that. It's good. So it's, it's a really nice kind of evolution for the club. Yeah, good combination and good experience for the lads as well, isn't it? To you know be playing, dare I say, men's football. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's East Cornwall football, so you know it's, it's technically senior football. Um, I know lots of people have got their own opinions on the relative merits of East Cornwall football now versus what it was um, perhaps when I started first started playing. Back in the days of the, the likes of the old Nampian sides and, you know, Roach and, and very well, lots of really strong East Cornwall sides back then. But, you know, it is what it is. And there's lots of technically t- uh, gifted players uh, around. And you look at the likes of Mount Gould now, who are, I dare say would, you know, give most sides in the county a, a run for their money, I think. So, um, yeah, but it is brilliant experience for them, Dave. You're right. It's a huge jump physically, obviously, from playing under 18s football. Um, and so far, we've only played one league game and a couple of friendlies. But so far, the boys have equipped themselves really well. So, yeah, we, we're looking forward to it. And how old were you when you started playing senior or men's football? Oh, blimey. Um, I started men's football out at St. Dennis um, with 
uh, likes of Steve Searle and Paul Toe and Ross Burnett, Billy Davis in goal and uh, Gordy Walker, even Kelvin Hunky and lots. Of, yeah, <laughs> low, keep, keep keep going, I suppose. But uh, I think I was 16, 17 when I first started out there. Maybe a bit younger actually. Um, and then yeah, then just went from St Dennis to Falmouth, and that was that really. Mm. Off, off and off and running. Right, and back to talking about variant. Yeah, you had a great start, didn't you? Saturday four nil at home to St Teth. Do you know that actually that was your first league home match of the year? Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that. Yeah. Good point. I hadn't really thought about it in those terms. Undefeated but... at home. This. You know, the whole of twenty twenty <laughs> at the moment. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Claim to fame, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, good win though. Four nil. It, it was a good win. The context of it is that you know we, we like I say we have we've lost a number of key players over the over the off season slash lockdown period. Um, all for really you know legitimate quite good reasons in a way. Lots of them have stepped up or a few of them have stepped up to play a higher standard of football. Um, Sam Bullen, for example, has gone on to sticker. Uh, Luke Hitchens has gone on to Snostel seconds. And one or two others have, 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 have just kind of packed in really just because of, you know, they've got family commitments and work commitments, a couple of injuries. So all in all, we've probably lost five or six um, established lads. So we've freshened it up and brought brought some youngsters through and yeah to get three points on the first day of the season was great really that was the primary objective and we managed to achieve it yeah, it was good yeah and this Saturday Cornwall Senior Cup down at a Luggan you could have had an easier draw couldn't you <laughs> yeah that, that's probably a bit of an understatement Dave I mean I've played I've only played down at a Luggan a handful of times or played slash managed down there a handful of times and you know, huge credit to them down there. It's a that they're they're a brilliant little club, or not so little actually anymore, are they? Yeah. So, um, but it's always a hard place to go, um, and they'll be bang up for it. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, and yeah, I mean, like I say, I don't. We're not gonna we're not gonna throw the towel in before we've even started, but it, it will be a real tough test for us. Yeah. But um, as you mentioned quite rightly earlier on, um, you know, the youngsters that we've got on our side that will be involved in that fixture. Hopefully that'll be a really, really good opportunity for them to learn a little bit more about their games, about themselves, about the other people in the team. And yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes really. So that's what we'll be looking to get out of that fixture. Um, will be some of those, maybe, you know, some of those other sort of targets that we might set ourselves rather than necessarily being too concerned about the, uh, the scoreline. It's always nice when you enter a, a county competition, that actually you play someone from a different league, isn't it? Yeah, like I say, I mean, we, we did play Luggan. Um, I, I can't remember now whether it was their first or their seconds. I think it was their seconds. Probably a couple of seasons ago. Uh, my memory is abysmal. Um, but, I mean, you know, we got, we got a good run around down there that day. I think the scoreline was respectable, but, um, you know, we, we were, we were chasing our tails, uh, for, for most of the game. Um, so we know we're in for a tough test, but, you know, it's just great experience, isn't it? It'll be a little trip down there and no doubt we'll have a, couple of socially distanced beers on the way back um, and uh, you know, that's all good learning for the youngsters as well so yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll be up for it you know but when the, when the whistle blows we'll, we'll give it our best so um, yeah it'll be good fun Now another reason for getting you on is that you've actually won the Senior Cup haven't you which is more than what Rappo's done <laughs> Has Rappo never won it? Really? No he's been in that. five finals and never won it I mean that's that's yeah, not a very good record, yeah, is it? Uh, Once you play that, I'll have to. I'll have to make sure I let him know that next time I speak to him. Um, yes, I have, Dave. Yeah, I've been really fortunate. I've, I've actually won won the senior cup twice. 
and lost in, in one final. So, yeah, I really count myself as extremely lucky to have done that. Played with um, some outstanding players at, at Falmouth where we won it the first time in the year. We won we won the treble, 96-97, pretty unforgettable. I mean, even with my shockingly bad memory, I can remember that one. Oh, that was, that was um, the one with, um, oh, what's it called? The the striker that, that it bobbled just Jerry Jerry Solomon Jerry. that's right yeah that's that one, I can't believe it? you've done that to him Dave the, the poor bugger's probably still trying to live that down oh uh, well, well I know he is um, you know you can't go yeah. you can't talk about that final without talking about that miss but I know, it was a terrible bounce of you know it was an awful bobble it yeah. was an awful bobble um, over the little little like mound that I think it was Penners in goal for Nampian whether it was him or Sid in goal for us who was digging the you know the corner of the six yard box up and and it bless him it just sort of literally all he had to do was side foot it in from from literally six yards and he just hopped up over his foot and <laughs> shinned it wide oh, he you, took it to a replay it feel worse beat, now <laughs> <laughs> beat it in the replay yeah yeah so um, but no Nampine were incredible that day well yeah both games in fact but certainly on you know in the first game um, yeah. it, they were they were superb so that was uh, your first win, and then what? Yeah, which ninety six, uh, sorry, yeah, ninety six, ninety seven. That was with Falmouth, and then the next time, I, I, I'll be honest, I never thought I'd get anywhere near it again. But I, I ended up going back to St Austell um, and playing for St Austell uh, under Glenn Rowett at the time, and we managed to get through. I think the year, correct me if I'm wrong, was two thousand and nine, um, and we played. We were in. I think we were in one West at that point. Um, again, apologies if I got that wrong, but I think we were. We played, we made it through to the final against a, a really strong Sol Tash side um, at St. Blasey, uh, again, actually, funnily enough. And we were 2-0 down with about, I don't know, probably 20 minutes, maybe half an hour to go. And yeah, managed to nick it 3-2 yeah. in normal time. Chrissy Phillips, um, toe poking one home from close range in an absolute mud bath I've never played I mean it wouldn't have any other game wouldn't have gone on but it was the you know sort of showpiece final so they wanted to get it done and, and, and from our perspective we're really glad <laughs> they did there was a little controversial goal in that one with Danny Nancaro um, yeah. I think he headed headed the ball out of the keeper's hands and, and managed to get away with it and yeah, no, it was, uh, it was um amazing, amazing day, that one. So, yeah, won that one. And then we lost, again, this was for St. Austell. Um, I'll never forget the game because I was a skipper and we, we were, I think, we, we played Bobman. I'm not sure on the year. It might have been 2011-12, something like that, maybe. But, um, uh, yeah, we lost down at Hale um, after being leading fairly comfortably at half-time. I think we might have been 2-0 up. Hodgie was in goal that day. I don't know if you remember that one day. Oh, Luke yeah. Hodge was in goal, my old mate. And uh, yeah, managed to they managed to come back and, and beat us. I think Broke scored a, scored a winner past his former club. So yeah, that one, tough one to swallow. But they, they were an excellent team as well. So, you know, can't can't grumble too much. Just nice nice occasions to play in. Yeah, well, you know, you're, you're spot on with the years for the first two. The, the third one was 2011. Uh, yeah, 2011. Uh, when 2011, to, right, you okay. Lost to Bobbin, but, um, but great experience, Senior Cup. Would you say it's the, you know, it is the showpiece competition for the county, isn't it? 
Um, from my perspective, Dave, yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, I'm biased. I've been played um, in a in a few of the finals and have been able to see firsthand what it's like to win it and, and to lose it, and just to be involved in it is is awesome. And you know, we we were lucky to get there on a couple of occasions with Varian in the Junior Cup final as well. Mm. Lost it once, won it once, and just to be part of that day, you know, with the senior sides there and all the fans and, and everything that goes with it. Yeah, it, it, you know, like I say, from my perspective, I am biased, but yeah, I'd have to say that it is a it is an awesome awesome cup uh, competition to play in and, and the, the finals day is, is brilliant yeah absolutely of course yeah you mentioned very in the, being in the final of the junior cup would you rather have it as the junior and the senior on the same day um, I mean it's not something that I've given huge amounts of thought to so um, but all I can speak from is my experience is that from my perspective I loved it I, I thought it was brilliant that the, the Varian lads and myself and everybody that was attached to a small little village club like Varian could turn up. Um, we played, the first one was at Wade Bridge, we lost to Helston, and then the second one was at Liscard when we beat St. Burian. And, you know, that those occasions for a tiny, tiny sort of village like Varian are just, you know, they're, they're memories for a lifetime, aren't they? So um, from my perspective, absolutely, it's a brilliant event, brilliant occasion to be attached to. You know, there's so many other different things going on on the day. It's brilliant. Well, you start on the road at Easter Monday, Saturday. We wish you the best of luck and uh, and all the best for the season, Gary. Brilliant. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, nice to speak to you, mate. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll do our best. Your Cornish podcast. Well, good to hear from Gary there. Before we talk a bit more about Gary and uh, a variant, let's just go back to that query you had about Lou Rappo and... Uh, Yes, yeah. you, you, you spot on. They have won it actually three times, Cornwall Senior Cup, um, but all in the 1920s, 1921, 1925, and 1926. So when you said 100 yeah. years ago, you're nearly right. It is nearly 100 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd seen their name somewhere, mate, in, the, in all those... Senior Cup final programs I kept, mate, from all me losing finals. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd see Lou's name there, mate. I'll tell, right? tell you what, they must have had some team in the 1920s because not only did they win it three times, but they also were runners-up on two occasions in the 1920s. Yeah. So, uh, so, Five finals, then. Yeah. They, yeah. they lost to Truro, yeah. then they beat Truro. Um, and one of their other runners-up games, they lost again to Truro, so... Um, Lou make football up there in the 20s. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so that's Lou. What about Varian, then? Um, they've got... Uh, yeah, first of all, Gary. Uh, now, obviously, what, what sort of age is Gary, do you think? Well, what's Gary's name, mate? Probably, uh, he's into... Well, I'd, I'd say Gary's early 40s, mate. I would have thought now. Early to mid, maybe. He's a bit. I might be this isn't. I'm not being rude to him, but he's a bit like Mike Roberts at Tor Point, isn't he? That he never looks very old. He doesn't, mate. Does he? He's one of them like characters. And I'll tell you what, mate. Gas can still like do a job now. Or I thought, mate, he's still like fit as a fiddle, isn't he? And yeah, he's like one of them sort of diminutive, mate. Isn't he? I'd oh, say. Diminutive, yes. Diminutive, diminutive, mate. Yeah, he's, yeah. Great, <laughs> great player in his day, mate. Box the box, a little midfielder, mate. You know, yeah. get stuck in, good football on the ball, mate. Yeah, 
Good player, good player, Gary. Mate. I remember when Gary and Dicko started Barry, actually, Dick. So, I mean, right from the off, mate, they had like success after success, mm-hmm. didn't they? Like promotion after promotion, and, and it sort of culminated in them getting to a junior cup final, mate. I remember watching it, mate, at Weybridge. I was behind the goal, mm-hmm. talking to Dave Jenks, actually, Dick, <laughs> for the old match. You know, the, yeah, it was a really interesting afternoon. And I remember they lost to a really good Alston side that day, and then they. And then they won the final at Liscard against St. Barry and on penalties, if I'm not mistaken, mate. I think a year or two later, didn't they? So, mm. well, the following year. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, br- brilliant times at Barry, mate. You know, what Dicko and Gary did to the club, mate. And, and that great former side, mate, that Gary won the treble in. Remember that? Poor old, <laughs> talking of that, like, poor old Solly, mate. Oh, oh. I mean, so no, don't mention his <laughs> name again. Oh. Uh, no one remembers his goal, mate. He scored in that game, did but he? nobody ever talks. To... Yeah, he scored. He logged sick, mate. He put. I think he put Nampy and one up. Did he? Did Nampy go one up, or was that the eagle? I don't, all I can I remember know, is but... that. All I can remember is that yeah. bobble. Yeah, yeah. No, everyone. <laughs> put, I, I do feel sorry for Solly. Yeah, he's a great bloke, mate. Great laugh, Solly. Is, mate. But, but um, yeah, nobody remembers his goal. <laughs> <laughs> Every, you know, I feel sorry for him, really, mate. You know, he's known for that, like Mitch, isn't he? But yeah. uh, what an upset that would have been, mate, wouldn't it? It would have been, wouldn't it? But mind you, Nampi were a good side back then, weren't they? Uh, oh, even though they were in the Excellent. ex Premier back then, they were a good side yeah. and lots of decent players. Yeah. So, uh, that, um, yeah. yeah, they ran Farm- Farmouth Coast, didn't they? Having... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, are they going to, what are they going to do down at Luggin on Saturday, Rafa? <laughs> Well, I watched the Lugan last Saturday, Deeks, didn't I, for 45 minutes at St. Day, and they were, well, pretty pretty rampant, mate, to be fair. I mean, St. Day are a really good side, and it's it's weird, though, Deeks, one of them games, you know, like, it was pretty nip and tuck, 20 minutes, to, you know, you thought two good sides, you know, could could be a mistake or a bit of magic that decides this, like, and then, you know, St. Day went ahead. And then you thought, oh, crikey, you know. And then I can sort of, <laughs> you know, poor, poor sort of St. Day keeper made a bad mistake, mate, sort of caught the ball and sort of fell into the net with it for 1-0. And then Abbo scored a great header, mate, you know, like he does. And, and I lugged him with 3-1 up before you knew it. And then I left at half-time, mate, to go and watch Penrith and Madruf down the road. And, and I heard later on it was 8 two. I, I couldn't, I just couldn't get my head around it, I think. But, yeah, I think Gary... Probably, but I think he sounds, you know, sort of realistic. And he says he's got, yeah, a lot of youngsters, and it'll be a good experience for him. But it's all on the day, isn't it, Dix? It's all on the day, mate. We've had some strange results already this season, haven't we? But, yeah. but look, you know, but Lugan are, yeah, they're a good side this season, mate. Must admit, must admit, mate. Right. So, yeah, best of luck to Gary there, and obviously yeah. to all the teams in the Cornwall Senior Cup that starts this Saturday. That's the. Cornwall Senior Cup touched on. It's time for our St. Pierre League roundup, Rapu. And, um, well, yeah. some standout results over the first week, haven't they? It was, mate. Interesting start, mate. Um, I'll, um, well, I'll, I'll start with the East, mate, because I, I know Sparky's probably listening, isn't he, <laughs> So I'll start with the East, mate. They, start, they, they started on Saturday, mate, just gone. They didn't have any midweek games uh, last week. So, so um but, you know, it's, it was an afternoon of surprise results on the opening day in the East Division, really. Well, no more so than at Killy Dorf, mate. You know, where Paul Perrow, who had a superb season before it was... <laughs> I've, got, I've got it written down here. I won't say it. 
before it was... Go on, go on, say it, so we can get it out <laughs> right, of the way. Right, thanks, mate. Before it was cruelly expunged, mate, <laughs> last time out. I mean, but they slipped up, mate, 2-1 at home to uh, Callington. Uh, George Harvey and sub Nick Dale scoring the goals in, in that uh, surprise win. Paul Perry did bounce back in midweek though with a with a three one victory at Millbrook Dave, courtesy of a Rob Spencer brace, mate. You know Rob still mm-hmm. scoring the goals, mate, yeah. and the Sam Lane single. Um, Callington, however, uh, they lost five nil and to Bude, who have who've had a great start to the season with four, with with successive five goal victories. They have to Bude uh, to take them to the top of the table. Firstly, beating the New Looks and Ulster five one last Saturday with with serial goal scorer Billy Opcroft netting four times, mate, mm. with uh, Gary Clark also on the score sheet, and then that five nil win at Callington. Uh, so in the week, so Hopcroft net another hat trick, mate. So he's got seven in the first two games. So great start for the striker there, mate. With Wesley Pugh and sub Harry Diamond, mate, also on target in that game. Um, Lan Reth, mate, talking of injuries, days, I forgot this. Lan Reth, mate, um, their player manager, mate, Callum McGee, he broke his ankle, didn't he, mate? First at the weekend as well. Um, well, they got, yeah, they got off. They got off to a five-goal start, mate, beating St. Dennis five-nil. Uh, but the, the bad news was, mate, you know, player manager, young player manager, Callum McGee, mate, broke his ankle early in that match, mate. So that's that's comes in. They say it comes in threes, weeks, don't they? So, so that's Charlie Wetts and uh, Callum, mate, who had breaks in the first week of the season. How unlucky is that? But. Um, yeah, so that was early in the match, but but then they lost three 0 in midweek, mate, at St Austell after that good start against St Dennis. Uh, so St Austell scored through uh, sub Tyler Cheshire with a brace, and James Martin, mate, Salt Ash United, bounced back from their opening day defeat at Lux Park, mate. Game I pointed out last week, didn't I, Dix, mm-hmm. to want to watch uh, this got Salt Ash? Yeah, um, they lost three one, mate, on the opening day, but they bounced back to beat two point two one in midweek, mate, with Craig Brenton and Coral Powell Thomas both scoring. Um, Lloyd Jones got their only goal in that 3-1 defeat at this score, who netted through Will Tucker, Hayden Bray and Bentley Alcantara, mate, for that, uh, that win. Good win for the score. Good, good couple of days for the score, mate, wasn't it? Friday night and Saturday. Yeah. Two, two good 3-1 wins, mate. Um, Tour Point had an opening day 5-3 win at Morwenstow with the three scoring Henry Bunning carrying on his good form, mate, from, from well, I'll say last season, babe, you know, what, whatever we want to call it, you know, last half a season or thir- two-thirds of season. But he grabbed four goals as well, mate, in that 5-3 win. Dan Tate scored the other. Uh, a Harry Savage brace and Gavin Carter, a uh, Gavin Carter effort, was in vain for the hosts, mate, in that 5-3 defeat. Millbrook were also opening day winners at Salt Ashborough's 3G pitch, winning 2-1 with goals from Zach Pierce and Will Stringer, mate, before uh, using midweek. Um, in the West, it's, well, it started off with a, with a bang, really, mate, the, the opening weekend. I think we spoke about the midweek games, didn't we, on last week's show. But, uh, but uh, from, on Saturday, Dave, I mean, already mentioned that, mate, the game of the day was at the Vogue, you know, at St. Dave's immaculate-looking pitch. I must say as well, Dave, it's absolutely well done to everyone at St. Dave, mate, for what they've done 
you know, with the club, mate. I mean, two, well, both pitches, mate, look in great nick. You know, I had a little walk around and, you know, saw a few old friends there from both clubs, the Lugan and St. Bay, mate. And, but yeah, the, the pitch at the Vogue, absolutely stunning it was, mate, like a carpet, this it was. But, but yeah, but St. Bay, mate, a surprise, <laughs> hate to defeat, mate. Um, I mean, to fellow title challengers of Lugan. Um, I mean, sub Ben Geary scored a brace, mate, to go with goals from Captain Steve Abbott-Smith, Kieran Budge, Archie Condy, Anton Oliver, Stuart Peters and Barry Wyatt, mate, got on the score sheet as well, mate, Baz, Baz, I don't know what happened there, must have been a penalty, mate, was it? Must have been, couldn't it? Yeah, I hadn't heard he's like kicked one right down. It didn't seem particularly windy there, mate. So, <laughs> so I know Barry takes a nice penalty. So yeah, I don't know how that one scored, mate. But uh, but yeah, yeah, bit of a shock. Um, you know, two two teams you would expect to be right up there challenging for the league. Which, you know, didn't expect an eight two, but but uh, and Penryn dropped another couple of points. Dicks in there, two two draw at Redruth United. Um, who had Dan Bowman scoring both goals, mate. Uh, a late Ryan Reeve penalty and a Reggie May goal three minutes from the end just about salvaged a point. So, so Penrim one point out of six, mate, after after sort of getting 33 points from 33 last season, <laughs> didn't they? You know, so so uh, Popey will won. But, you know, a lot, lot of injuries and, you know, I'm sure that they'll be back, mate. But, uh, but yeah, not the best of sorts for Penrim. And Mullion, um, fancied Mullion, mate, dog horses, I think, uh, got off to a perfect start with a 4-1 home win over Wendron. Rob Carey, Ben Casley, Jack Casley and Matt Hall with the goals. Uh, Maisel made it two wins from two and topped the table as well, Dix, you know, uh, making a good start with a with a hard-fought 3-2 win over St Agnes at Trungle Park. Uh, Wade Brown, James Butler and Charlie Willis with the goals, mate. Daniel Egan, um, the old mate Daniel, and Jacob Springle replied for Aggie, but, uh, but they slipped out, slipped out to defeat that late goal. Got drunk for. Paramal, mate, couldn't repeat the superb win at Penrim last midweek and went down to a 5 0 home defeat to a rampant hail. Uh, Cameron Irish and David Mitchell scored two each with Kyle Hampton netting the other. Uh, St Ives got off to their customary good start, mate, carrying on their terrific uh, form from last season, mate, with an opening day 3-1 victory at Falmouth. Um, Max Davies, Max Davies, Anthony Cornish and Sam Spurrier um, notching the goals at Bicton Park. Uh, finally, mate, um, well, teams of the week, mate, are pretty easy, really, this week, Deeks. I mean, in the East, got to be tabletop imbued um, with two five-goal victories, mate. Great opening two games for them at the start of the season. And in the West, you know, only one result stood out like a beacon, mate, didn't it? And that was a Lugan's amazing 8-2 win at St. Bay. So, so the first teams of the week, mate, for the season for me are imbued and a Lugan, Deeks. Mm. Did you see also in that Lugan game at uh, St. Day, there was two sets of brothers against each other? 
Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, the Olivers and the, uh, well, it was Abo v. Babo, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Abo v. Babo. <laughs> and uh, Anton against Tyler, mate, wasn't it? The Oliver brothers. Yeah. Actually, mate, uh, I think Tyler got sent off. Yes, mate. he did, yeah. Two, yeah, yeah, two yellows, I think. But, um... Yeah, talented lad, mate. I mean, we know him from, like, County Youth staff and all, mate, don't we? You know, he's a talented player on his day, isn't he, Tyler? Yeah. But, he does pick up a card or two, mate, doesn't he? Not just on Valentine's Day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, well, and you mentioned Mullion there as a side that uh, perhaps yeah. we need to look out for. Um, interesting, yeah. their their midweek game at Port Leven, which uh, they won five two. Ben Casley got a hat trick of penalties. Well, oh, did he really, mate? Yeah, I saw he got a hat trick. Yeah, he didn't get that, mate. Did he? Yeah. Very often in a career. And Probably. and and uh, who has it got? Uh, and also on the score sheet for Mullion was a Alex Carey. Really? Yeah. Alex? Alex. Do you know, do you know what no, connection that is to Rob? No. Brother. I don't know. Brother, apparently. Is it, is it really? So I'm told. So I'm told. So, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know that, mate. I've learned something there today, mate. Didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know about Alex, mate. No. So... Uh, no. And also in, in that blood, Mullion, also in that Mullion squad... Uh, a name yeah. now, well, a name that goes back a little way at Mullion, Alan Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I saw that at the weekend. He, he was he was on the bench at the weekend. I noticed yeah. in there. Is it the Alan Thomas, mate, the goal scorer extraordinaire, mate? Well, the, the, I mean that that would have been a well. How many years ago am I thinking that they cool. had? A, it's a little while, isn't it? Got to be going back nearly. Ten seasons, I reckon, Deeks, isn't it? it when they yeah, won the league, with... I, I don't think it's quite as far back as when Lou won the senior cup three times, but it's no. certainly, <laughs> it's, it's certainly a little while. But um, yeah, so Alan yeah, Thomas. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, blast from the past, mate. Yes, past. yes, that's right. Could be a super yeah. sub this season, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I bet he still. I bet he still knows where the net is, Deeks. I bet he still knows how to. You don't score that many goals, mate, do you? Without, uh, you don't forget it, do you, mate? Yeah, it's just trying to get in the positions to do it mate, <laughs> when you get old, but, but you don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. Right, <laughs> well, thanks for that uh, uh, rundown of the uh, Superior League. Um, any games to catch this weekend or not? Well, I, I sort of didn't really sort of do I much, right, so I know we had it, so... Yeah, I thought we'd be... Still, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, I, I would have said, because, you know, like, I would have raved about Penryn recent day, you know, being the big match of the day, really. You yeah. know, when the draw came out, I thought, crikey, that's a... But obviously, they've both got off to sort of bad starts to the season, really, right, didn't they, through, yeah. like, one reason or another, you know, sort of injuries and bad luck and stuff, like, so... So, yeah, I mean, maybe that... That won't be the match of the day now. You know, I would have said that that was a standout fixture, mate. You know, in the when I saw the draw originally, but um, you know, obviously, still be a cracking game, I think, mate. So that's where I'm going, Dick. So have a look at that. Right. Have a look at that, mate. Two o'clock kickoffs as well, mate. In they oh, senior yes. cup, senior cup, all two o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So don't forget that. Good yeah. Show. Good shout. So yeah. right, okay. So um, lots of 
things happening in the St. Pyrrhon League. Uh, I also suggested to our Southwest Peninsula man, League Secretary Phil Hiscox, that it's been an eventful first week for his league as well. Yes, yes, lots, lots of games um, and fair bits of drama as well. Floodlit failures and... Uh sending offs and all sorts of things we're well back into the swing I guess yeah and lots of goals uh, uh, and I have to say 15 nil. yes yes <laughs> not not a score that, that, that uh, I appreciate really um, Stoke Gabriel had some sort of well documented managerial and player changes but uh, clearly they're going to need to sort that out mm. well, the funny thing is I actually had a doing my results officer hat for the league. I actually had a text back from the uh, from the Stoke Gabriel manager suggesting it was 16-0. So I pointed out <laughs> that Torch side had told me it's 15, so he settled for that one. So Yes, I think 15 is more than enough. <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, did everything go smoothly as such? Because, I mean, we were all a bit nervous about, you know, all the regulations, all this sort of thing. Yeah, from what I saw, I was obviously at this guard on the Friday night um, where they had the highest crowd of the opening weekend and they, they managed it very well. Um, several tables to, for people to queue and not, not all to be in one queue. They were able to sort of split the queue, uh, track and trace and all the rest of it. And I was very pleased that they, I don't think they locked out a lot of people, but they when they reached 300, they, they took the decision and they locked the gates. Uh, I know a couple of people had to watch from outside the ground, including one who, who sat for the entire game up a tree. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm actually reasonably pleased because I think there is a suggestion that, that maybe faced with willing customers with with cash it must be very difficult to make the decision no we won't take your cash we will follow the rules so i was very pleased that uh, they did do that yeah that's true was it the only game actually that we've had 300 at yes yes there's been a couple of others in the sort of 250 mark uh, i think holsworthy torrington is is technically the second highest i, I went there on tuesday night a bit of a blood and thunder north devon derby of in front of 264 Right. I was going to say that those people that get there and aren't allowed in, they've got to accept that, you know, they're too late, haven't they? I know it's not going to happen very often, um, but they have to accept that that's the the ruling as such. And that, that's the law of the land as far as the 300. Some things are guidance and some things are law of the land, and that that's the law of the land. Um, you're right, it's not going to happen very often. And I, I suppose if you think it's going to happen, the club need to be sort of putting in, in processes to make sure people know that it's a danger of getting to that. I wanted to be fair, this guard did. Mm. Um, and you, I know Saltash have also done online ticketing and things. So there are ways where you, you might have to advise the public. But ultimately, if you're expecting sort of 150 and you don't put these things in process and, and suddenly 301 people turn up, if you are the number one, then I'm afraid, yes, that's the law of the land. Yeah. And whilst we're on this subject... With all the changes coming in on Monday, at the moment, step six football isn't affected, but we've got to be careful about what's happening in the future, haven't we? We, we certainly have. It, 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 we dodged a bullet uh, for the for this sort of round of things, and certainly I think you know EFL and National League that they, they probably are going to to be disappointed because they're not going to get the crowd limits they thought they were going to get for their restart in October. Uh, I think there's going to be huge issues at the top end of the game. For our level, sort of Truro down to the Peninsula League level, steps three to six, 
we, we've dodged the bullet this time, but we it's a warning shot for everybody, I think, to to stay to stay alert, really. Mm. Um, I, don't, I, I don't want to be um, the doom merchant, um, but if you're a betting man, what odds on completing this season? This season was always going to be a challenge. Um, you know, just starting late by a month is enough of a challenge compared to sort of like last year with the winter you can potentially have. Uh, it, it is obviously a concern. Um, and, and if the case numbers keep going up nationally, then clearly football and other team sports and, and leisure activities are going to be curtailed long before schools and work are, aren't they? And, and that's, you know, as much as I'm a football man, you know, you have to accept that. So hopefully the, the the cases will start to drop back down with the measures they've done. But yes, if they, if they don't uh, ease off the case numbers, then yeah, there is a fear that we could be next. Right. Let's get back to more normal things that happen in the Southwest Peninsula League: floodlight failures. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. Oh, what a week I've had of floodlit failures. Um, there was the obvious one at St. Blasey where um, the kick-off apparently three three poles all on one side, none of the lights came on, and then they, they apparently tried turning them off and turning them on, and some came on and some didn't. Referee told me at the time of the abandonment, out of 24 lights, only eight were working. So there were 16 lights out. And it, it, as far as whether that's safe or not, it's purely in the eyes of the referee you don't you don't have to play with all 24 lights working but there has to be a level of of safe illumination doesn't there yeah. okay so obviously but uh Shablazy, by things i read last night Shablazy are aware that they've got a problem with the lights anyway by the sounds of it yes i mean several clubs in the last couple of years have had, received a grant uh which of course it does require some match funding to to overhaul and replace the, the lights. In fact, Joe, obviously Liscard last week, there was a completely new system. Uh, Torrington are currently having the exact work that some Blazy need being done on their lights where the poles remain, but all the electrics and the light fittings are replaced. Uh, and I, so, you know, Launceston and Falmouth had the similar done last season. Um, I'm not going to criticize some Blazy because there is match funding needed to do these things, but I think their lights are so old that they need to be looking at that and getting that done. Mm. And, of course, the ironic thing was that their opponents last night, Newquay, well, that game last night was actually switched because Newquay have got problems at the moment, haven't they? They've got problems with their lights. Uh, that they, they have, in fact, got a grant to do the work, but the contractor won't be going in until later in September. Um, and the contractor also discovered a fault with the footings on one of the floodlight pylons, meaning it has to come down and be re, re, re-sighted because there's a danger of it falling over its own. And that brings me on nicely to Ilfracoon being off next midweek because one of their floodlight pylons is doing a good impression, impression of the uh, Leaning Tower of Pisa at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> These things are all set to try us. Right. And, and, if you haven't got floodlight failures, well, then you've got a uh, fixture rearranging anyway. I, I gather there's already a game that's been brought forward um, for next week, is it? 
Yes, yes, uh, Wendron and Penzance. Um, I'm quite buoyed, really, because Penzance, as we know, they've got difficulty playing home games at the moment, not not for the floodlights, but because of uh, a leak in the dressing rooms and electrics being turned off. Um, they were due to go to Wendron in, in November, and uh, Wendron offered them the chance to go there next week instead, get it played while they can, as it were, uh, and they've agreed. So it, it's nice when clubs are sort of getting games played uh, ahead of schedule because uh, let's be honest with the current climate everyone played is one less to worry about later yes yeah you're, you're pretty good at balancing all these plates aren't you it's big i'd have to say but all the years of being league secretary that's all you always do during the season whether that's player registrations and transfers goodwill between clubs falling out on things uh fixturing it is always trying to keep everything sort of in line and it's not always easy but we, we tend to get there yeah okay now where are you off this weekend then uh fairly local i'm i'm rather stuck for transport in fact i think i should be on a train with a mask on having to Ooh. with a public thing i haven't been on a train for ages um for newton abbott spurs versus local athletic in the uh fa cup Right. Um, I suppose one little bit of Cornish interest there. Uh, Tanya Simmons's son, I believe, still oh, plays yeah. in goal for Larkhall. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, I, I believe uh, from Tanya, she's going to the game. Right. Uh, and then next week, uh, Monday, credits in Axminster. That's uh, credits have got another Monday night game. And then Tuesday, a little trip into Cornwall for Launceston, who've had a pretty awful start at home to Newquay. And uh, Crediton. They always play their midweek games on a Monday. Is there any special reason behind that? The chairman there has always sort of argued that they get better crowds on a Monday. Um, and, and certainly if, if you look at their attendances on Saturdays, they tend to be sort of 40-ish people uh, midweek. On a Monday night, they tend to, to get an extra 100. So there was over 140 there this week right. uh, when they played Ilfracombe. Um, I suppose it's the novelty value of being the only club on a Monday. There are some in other leagues that play it. Um, I know it's World City in the Western League had a game on Monday, and uh, in the past, Melksham in the Southern League have, have played on a Monday night. Yeah, I was a bit surprised. There's no Friday night game this week. Um, uh, this week, I think it was partly because we, we were aware that some teams would be in the FA Cup. Oh, Obviously, right. some are in the FA Cup, but there were others when I did the fixtures that potentially could have been in the FA Cup. Uh, and I'd have to say now, having the experience of last Friday night's fixture in the crowd of 300, I'm a little bit um, reluctant to put in too many high-profile Friday night fixtures because you might be creating a problem for yourself or for the clubs uh, with, with the, the safe capacity limits. Mm, OK. Well, you're obviously a very busy man. Uh, that, that's either the phone, the fax, or your microwave in the background. Going uh, I, I think that somebody's left a message on my answer machine. <laughs> so, so I'll let you get on. And, and thanks for coming on, Phil. And we'll, we'll speak again next week. Yeah, no worries, mate. I might actually get over that Wendron Penzance game on full-time before midday. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and D. Friday fix. Yeah, a bit, bit of a crazy start, mate, wasn't it? A 15 nil. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, you don't expect it, do you, mate? At step sort of six level, mate, do you? Really steps, you know. But it's one of them things, I suppose, mate, isn't it? And it's good to see Phil, mate, wasn't it? At the game last Friday night. Dixon, he's such a busy man, and he's getting around and 
you know, lucky we, you know, managed to get our hands on his excellent hand book for the season. Thanks yeah. for that, Phil. Yeah, yeah he's always a good read, that one, mate, isn't it? And, um, and floodlit failures, mate, already for Phil to rearrange fixtures, mate. It's, it's like deja vu for him, mate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was quite ironic that floodlight failure at Sublazy when they were only having that game at home because Nuki's lights are no, yeah. not working at the moment so, uh, so yeah. yeah I know it's amazing isn't it like, how many people say oh yeah Nuki was 2-0 up oh yeah floodlit failure. you know Sublazy like, <laughs> you know, were 2-0 up mate. you know nobody would like say anything would they yeah. but, like, it just makes you laugh mate, it? But, yeah. but I remember seeing a friendly there I, I, I spoke to Paul actually mate that friendly they had with to a point there, like Dick, you know, yeah. a few weeks ago that I watched them. I've got to be honest, mate. Um, you know, they, I think they have about half because they've got three lights, aren't they, on their pylons? Where a lot of clubs mm-hmm. have got two, haven't they? But they've got three, so and there were quite a, a lot of them out. And Paul said, you know, we did, we do need to, you know, but they're, they're expensive, Dick, and I think for a bolt, mate, it's it's three figures, isn't it, Dick, for a bolt for well, one of those think, lights? Yeah, I think the older. The you know, equipment you've got, the more expensive it is to service it and maintain it. So, uh, so yeah. the quicker they can perhaps uh, um, raise some money and, and get the funding as well, <laughs> it might be handy for them. Yeah. I guess, but uh, yeah, but yeah, there we definitely, go. Mate. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's not quite a full program of uh, Peninsula League fixtures on Saturday because of uh, FA Cup matches, and that's where we're going to focus for the rest of the Friday fix wrapper. If that's okay by you? Yes, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Okay. So, firstly, Gary Jeffrey appointed as coach at Bodmin Town during the summer, and despite suffering that surprise defeat at Liscard last Friday. He's still happy that football's back. Yes, it's um, it's brilliant to be fair. I mean, um, everyone a little bit uncertainty what was going on, obviously during lockdown and people training in uh, smaller groups and stuff. But I think everyone's delighted to be back and playing. A little bit of a buzz around the place, so that's great news. And how are you settling in at Bodmin? Yeah, perfectly well. To be fair, I think the uh, longer period during the lockdowns helped. Uh, there hasn't been no rushing around, and obviously I. Being in the uh, football circuit myself, I've kind of I know the players anyway, so that's helped as well. But no, it's uh, it's been nice and uh, it's uh, it's gone quite well apart from last Friday. Well, I was going to say after the excitement of the comeback at Wellington, uh, the defeat at Liscard. I know that's football as such, but um, it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but like you said, football. And if you, um, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from the squad. They, um, they totally deserved it at the end of the day. And I think our boys uh, held their hands up after and take, took it on the chin. And the only way forward now is to bounce back. And um, but yeah, that's it's football. The red card didn't help either. But everyone involved, everyone involved, players and management. You know, we just got to reassess and go again. You know, if, if you win the next five on the bounce, you'll you'll soon forget Friday. Yeah, that's true. Was there much of a, a, a post-match discussion between you, Gilby, uh, and Alan, or not? Yeah, we 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 always discuss things. We always discuss things and um, just uh, see, you know, hear out everyone's point of views and things like that, and take it on board. And it's just um, at this moment in time, we've obviously. Uh, cup fixtures and uh, you know the FA Cup fixture as well and you know mon- uh, midweekers and Saturdays it's just hard and we're just trying to find the right balance finding players but listen you know at the end of the day at the end of the day I think players and 
management as a whole just hold their hands up and say, you know, on the night the sky were better than us, red card didn't help and and you know, you just look forward to the next game and put it right. Yeah. Now obviously we're talking before your midweek match against Callington, but uh, it is FA Cup again on Saturday. Do you know That's much right, about yeah. Froome or not? Froome, yeah, um, to be fair, um, a couple of colleagues that I work with um, at the Community Trust at Argyle, um, they, they've played Froome a couple of times, so I've had a few little discussions with them just to see, just to see what they thought of them. They're a you know, good football inside, it's not going to be easy, no game's easy, but um, I think the boys will be um, you know, buzzing with the excitement of playing in another round in the FA Cup, and um, I'm sure the boys will give it their all. And at this moment in time, I'm assuming every or hoping everyone's fit and available. Yeah, we, I think we have got a few. I think we have got a few little knocks, but that's part and parcel of the game as well, isn't it? Um, and it's just um, that's the reason why Darren wanted a um, a big squad. Um, you know, I think everyone's uh, been putting on social media are oh, bobbing this, bobbing that with the signings. But if you're going to compete, you know, in cup. FA Cups and league, you know, fixtures and stuff like that. We, you need a, you need a big squad to be able to do that. You can't, you can't go along now with only 12, 13 players. You need a squad of at least 17 to 18, and then do your best as a management team to keep everyone happy. And obviously, we all know now that one of those new signings, Callum Martindale, he's already gone back to Saltash. That must be one of the shortest signings ever, mustn't it? <laughs> yeah, two games, two games. <laughs> Listen, I mean. These things happen. Obviously, Cal decided to make a change. He's obviously come in, and I know that he's got a lot of good friends at Salt Ash, and you know he's made a decision to to go back. And you know, so you know, I, you know, me personally, I was a bit dis- disappointed in because I kind of was trying to force him to to come our way anyway. But um, he's decided to go back. We, I wish him all the best, and we move on <laughs> yeah that's right well we wish Callum all the best and obviously we wish Bob Minton all the best in the FA Cup and uh, good luck Saturday Gary no thanks very much I really appreciate that you're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix that's Gary there talking to us uh, that was short and snappy because he was about to start work so um, he didn't have a lot of time so thanks Gary for coming on and talking to us on his return to uh, been involved in Southwest Peninsula League football. Um, not quite the start he would have wanted, that defeat at um, Liscardia then uh, Wednesday evening. Um, no, uh, yeah, Wednesday evening, wasn't it? They uh, failed yeah, to get a win, yeah, two all against Cannington. Yeah. So, you know, perhaps they're just going to win the FA Cup games and forget about the league this season. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice too. So, yeah, so, yeah, to be honest, mate, that 3 1 at Liscardia, I think. You know, you could you could sort of ask, you know, like Gilby going, you know, he's a Liscard lad, mate, isn't he? And, you know, like everyone's sort of up for that one, isn't they? Like Liscard, well up for it. To, you know, first game of the season, big crowd and love to put one over on Gilby and Bobman and that, mate. But, but I must admit, I was a bit more shocked by the two-all against Callington, actually, Dix, wasn't yeah. you? Yeah. I thought I had that one down for a big Bobman win, to be honest, like after Falmouth sort of. Had a big win at Callington at the weekend, but but not to hear from Gary, mate. Any gentleman and you know top coach and you know is a is a is a tough tough one, mate. In it thrown, mate. I, th- I think Bobman got the 
toughest one, aren't they, of the three, really? Mm. Three, but you wouldn't bet against Gilby, mate, pulling something out of the bag, would you, mate, really? He's done it before, hasn't he? You wouldn't bet against them, mate, but I think they got the oldest one of the three, I think, Diggs. Yeah, but uh, like I touch on with Steve Massey later, you know, all these teams that our sides are playing, they haven't had any competitive matches yet. They've only been friendlies because the league's... You know, haven't started, so we might catch them a little bit cold, I guess. So uh, let's hope yeah. so, anyway. So, yeah, I hope so, mate. So that was Gary. Yeah, Bob me in a way to Froome on Saturday. Um, next, we have our second newbie of the program, Sam Farrant of Sodash United. And I got a bit worried when his first answer up, there was no comment. Thanks, Sam, for coming on. This is your debut on the uh, Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix, so uh, we're always grateful to get someone new on and get rid of that Ryan Richards. You know, he was a waste of time, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, no <laughs> comment. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're off to a great start, aren't you? You know, the, the win on penalties at uh, Parkway in the FA Cup, 3-1 at home against... Uh, St Blasey on Saturday obviously we were talking midweek before you placed in Austal so well you couldn't wish for a better start could you? I mean yeah it was a great start obviously it was it was almost like the perfect draw really to be put against <laughs> against Parkway to be honest um, with all that's happened you couldn't um, lose really could you because I mean yeah, I know I mean yeah like I say the pressure was completely on them and then we obviously added the extra extra spice of having them take our manager at the time and, and our top goal scorer. So, um, yeah, added incentive to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was great, great to get the win. And did you take a penalty or not? I did indeed. I took number two and scored. So that's, that's okay. It was not a nice feeling, but penalties never are, are they? But, um, no, yeah, did, we all five of us scored, which is even better, really. Yeah, well, yeah, incredible. Actually, only only one miss out of the, you know, ten attempts. So, uh, uh, you know, that, that's pretty good going. And, and I did say to, to Matt last week that the fact that Dave Barker was your fifth one, yeah, you know, you were always going to get that one, weren't you? You were always going to win. Well, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> uh, but, it, I mean, it was interesting because, I mean, I don't know if it was mind games, but as I was about to take my penalty, the, their keeper was like, oh, Matt's told me all about you and he told me where you go. So I was thinking, <laughs> oh, <"Hell> no. <laughs> but he did dive the right way as well. So maybe Matt did, I don't know. Right. But, um, yeah. And and did you choose to go the, the same way as you always go because of that uh, sort of banter or what? Uh, I can't tell you that in case people are listening. We have another shootout, can I? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's FA Cup again this Saturday. Paulton Rovers yeah. are the opposition. Um, Southern League, Division 1 South, I think they're in. Again, I suppose, you start the game and you can't lose, can you? Uh, if you go through, it's a great result. If you lose, well, you know, you're playing higher opposition anyway. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, I did look at the table as soon as I saw the draw and noticed that, I mean, they were at the top end of that mm. league above, obviously, the Western League. So, obviously, it is going to be a hard game. Um, but like you said, we, we can't really lose in that situation because we do go in it as underdogs. Um, and then, obviously, there is the, the financial incentive that the club might get for, for obviously winning a game like that because in recent times, we have needed the extra financial backing where possible, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, uh, even if you get a, a couple wins, I always think the FA Cup is handy because of the finance, if nothing else. So, But Mike Smith has come in up, up top, and he, he looks a very useful addition to me. 
Yeah, I mean, did you see the game, were you at the Blazy game yeah. Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was a handful. And obviously, when you, you lose someone like Ryan, you think, oh, no, where's the goals going to come from? But I think Mike's done so well against Parkway initially, and then he scored a couple in pre-season as well, and then he's come in Saturday and, and bagged two and hit the crossbar as well to save him from getting a hat-trick. So it seems to be like we've got a good replacement in Mike, and hopefully he can go on to get those goals that we might be missing from, say, Ryan. So, yeah, it's, it's a good start for him, definitely. And a lot of, a lot of people don't, probably aren't aware that actually Sam Hughes isn't playing at the moment, is he? He's injured. He, yeah, he, he's, he's had a tight hamstring. Um, and he, I mean, he hasn't said when he, he's going to feel right. And obviously, he's another one where um, I saw a fact the other day from someone who was writing the report in terms of the game saying that Sam's like the fourth highest Southwestern mm-hmm. NCAA goal scorer. So the fact that you're missing him and Ryan... Um, you, you would maybe be panic stations, but the lads have done really well so far. And like you say, Mike's come in, um, hit the ground running, and, and it looks good. So fingers crossed, we can we can carry on and make up for it until Hughesy returns, which hopefully is sooner rather than later. Really. Yeah, as you know, I, I was at the St. Blasey match, and that was a funny game in a way that uh, first half um, was fairly entertaining, I thought, but the second half it got really scrappy, didn't it? And, oh, and everyone could have gone home, to be honest. Oh, honestly, that, I said that second half was it was ugly. It was a horrible game of football in the second half. I don't really remember too many chances, and it was just a case of kind of getting it over the line, it being the first game of the season and trying to get those three points uh, to make sure that, you know, we're off to a good start, really. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people are actually saying that um, the league is going to be quite an interesting uh, campaign you know you've got the likes of Bobman coming back into it and uh, obviously yourselves and Helston are going to still be the, the big two although I think a few people are surprised that you've got off to that start because you know players leaving in the summer and new players yeah. coming in you're never quite sure are you no absolutely and I've, I think when they see that you say Ryan's gone Matt's gone on before that game on Saturday obviously Callum Martindale had had gone, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say or if you know that he's actually made a U-turn on that. Well, I, I, I um, had seen on Twitter suggestions that he was on the way back. So uh, yeah, that's so that's a bit a bonus. weird as well, Nick. Why did he leave? Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, you have to ask Callum that one. I, I can't speak for him. No. Um, obviously, maybe he realised the grass isn't greener. Um, I mean, we do have a, quite a settled squad. If you look at Snow Ash, and like I say, I've been there eight years, and if you talk about major comings and goings in a, in a summer, it's very rare. Mm. Like the players that we've got tend to hang around. Um, but like I say, in, in reference to the league, I would agree. I think last year it was us and Helston. And I wouldn't say running away, but we're kind of ahead of the pack. Yeah. Um, and then Mausel picked up a bit of form towards the end of the season. They looked really strong, especially against the two times that we played them. Um, this year, I think they'll only get better. Like you say, Bobman's um, kind of added their backroom staff and added a few more players, which would make you think that they're going to be a bit more competitive. And a lot of people were saying how strong Blazy were going to be prior to the weekend. So, And I feel as though, like you said, you saw the game. They were, they were strong in patches, and they're going to cause a few upsets, I believe, along the way as well. So... I think that the league will be more competitive, which is only a bonus for everyone watching, really. Mm. Have you actually ever won it? Hey, me personally? Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking uh, of prior, uh, pre-Saltash times. 
I've no, I haven't. And Danny Lewis tends to remind me of that whenever he can. So um, uh, I finished second with Bodmin in my first season to Buckland, who there was that great rivalry they yeah. had at the very beginning. Um, and then with Blazy, I think we finished about sixth in that season. Um, obviously dropped down with Nuki with Hoops and Laughs. We won the league below. And then been the bridesmaid a couple of times again with Salt Ash, but never actually um, won it. It's the, it's the one I've been, I haven't got in the collection, actually. Of all the others I've got, apart from the league. So, right. yeah. And you're another one on the podcast this week that you've, you've won the Senior Cup, haven't you? Yeah, I've won the Senior Cup. Won it in that year with Bob Min. We beat Camelford down at Truro. Um which was great. That was, again, my first year. So, And then, obviously, with Saltash more recently, which was a brilliant day out, yeah. to be honest. I'm only saying that because, actually, um, I, I've also spoken to Gary Wilden today, and he's won it twice, um, you, you know, for Falmouth and St. Austell. Rappo's yeah. been in the final five times and not won it. So, you know, it's <laughs> heartbreaking, and, uh, isn't it? I mean, I have to admit, I did hear his commentary when when we beat Falmouth in the cup, and um, he did sound disappointed when Barker <laughs> scored his header. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say anything more than that. No, it's a shame, shame. But anyway, yeah, yeah. back to the FA Cup. Any decent runs for you in this competition or not? I can't. I can't say I've had too much success. I mean, the the compared to the Vars, where obviously the teams are seeded, the FA Cup does get quite tricky um the best we've done was me personally was 2014 2015 uh when martin burgess was in charge we won the extra preliminary the preliminary and then we got to the first qualifying round the first of four um and then we lost at the first hurdle to willen 2-1 in the close fought game but um nothing more than that Oh dear! Oh well. I know. <laughs> I mean, the club itself. I think Saltash's record was the fourth qualifying round in the eighties, where they. Uh, I'd done my research, and they um they lost to Farnborough, which was the final qualifying round before the first round proper in the eighties. But again, we haven't come anywhere near that since. So there we go. Oh well, it, you know, let, let's hope it's totally different this season, and, and you have a couple, you know, more games yet that we can talk uh, to Sodash about. Um, thanks for coming on, Sam. It's been great talking to you uh, for the first time. Best of luck Saturday against Poulton, and. Um, well, let's hope, you know, it's a lucky omen in the fact that, you know, the letter P seems to be uh, significant. You're not part way out, and now it's about time you, you're not to pull tonight as well. So, best of luck. Thank you very much. And like I say, it's, it's a home tie, so hopefully, you know, anything could happen at, at Kimberley. And and we have got the square nets now that you'll be, both be pleased to know. So, <laughs> a few goals in there would be great. Uh, yeah. I must admit, Rafa did ask me Saturday what they were looking like. So, I, I had to <laughs> What do you think? They were all right, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, they were. And uh, and I was down the end. Actually, I was down the end where three of the goals went in as well. So, they, the nets were well tested out at my end. So, uh, great stuff. And, uh, well, actually, you've got a lot of experience. You, you did touch on it. You've got a lot of experience in your side, haven't you? Danny Lewis, he must be getting on quite a bit now, isn't he? Um, uh, yes. He's got to be he at is. least 45, isn't he? <laughs> You're fine wine. He's get, he's, to be honest, he's getting better each year, so <laughs> let, let's hope he keeps going. <laughs> right. I think we better stop there, otherwise he'll be on the line to me after this. So uh, <laughs> thanks very much, Sam, for coming on, and, and best of luck, as we said. No worries. Much appreciated. Cheers, mate. Thank you. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix.
Yeah, good to hear Sam's thoughts as a player at the club um, after the first uh, two matches for Saltash. And then, of course, well, it's a shame we didn't have him on after the four-all game, wouldn't it? With St Austell, that was a bit of a turn-up, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Well, it sounds as if it's a really exciting match. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be fair, mate, um, you know, you think, what are Saltash doing being 3-0 down to St Austell at home? In the first place, mm. but but then again, you got to, you got to admire the character they showed to come back and get something from the game, haven't you? Really, yeah. you know, for all, you know, if Dane's going to take a, like a positive out of it, mate, you know, it shows that his lad's got a bit of character about him, doesn't it? So, you know, to come back after, well, it, like you say, mate, you know, the season's already threw up a few shocks, mate, in it, but um, but now, you know, talking about Saturday, days, I can't see any reason, mate. So Ash can. Can, can you know? I mean, in the FA Cup, Poulton at home. You know, if it was away, it would be a sort of different kettle of fish sticks on it. But but at Kimberley, mate. You know, why shouldn't? I mean, they put Parkway out, mate. Who I'd say are equally, if not better, side than Poulton, mate. To be honest, so no reason they they can't you know go another round, mate. And Sam Stone's a top lad, doesn't he? If he, you know, I was going to say, mate, if he wants to. A league winners medal, mate. I've swapped one of my five. <laughs> <safe> <laughs> I got five safe Western League championships. Dude, if he wants one of them, and I'll have his senior cup winners. Because <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> I, I got one of them. I got five runners up, but yeah, but I'd be happy, happy to give one of my championship medals away, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to ask you if you're feeling okay because I'm unfortunate. You know, I've, got, I've had Gary Wilden on, who, who's won the senior cup twice. Oh, Sam, who, who's won it a couple of times at least you know and yeah. you know I, I feel for you rapper yeah I can't say I want jealous sticks <laughs> it's a bit it's a big old me old cap it mate you know, <laughs> you know I got I won the Southwestern League five times mate flipping Southwestern League Cup was it five mate charity cup four times and I and I'm, I'm, well I'm here mate looking at me five <laughs> senior cup runners up medals mate <laughs> They're the same size as the winners, actually. They just got runners up on them. I was going to say, were they medals? Were they rather than plaques or things like that? No, they're big old wood plastics. Oh right. Yeah, they're um, yeah, all the set. Yeah, that's a look, mate. I'm, I'm two foot away from them. Yeah, nice, nice, mate. They are really, mate. You know, about sort of what eight inches high, mate. You know, with the Cornwall sort of uh, you know crest in the middle, mate. But. It's just got runners up on them. I was going to say, can't you scratch out the runners up and just type on yeah. menus or something like that? Just on one of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to me grave and I think never winning the senior cup. <laughs> but I suppose I should be grateful for the rest of it, mate, you know, really. Yes. Okay, so on to our third Cornish club in Africa action, and that is, of course, Halston Athletic. The First ever season in the competition, uh, and, in, and it got off to a good start with a convincing-looking win at Odd Down. They're on the road again. This time it's a little closer, though. It's up to North Devon to take on Barnstable Town. But before we hear from manager Steve Massey about the tie, he wasn't altogether happy with a midweek win at Wendron, even though they won 5-2. I'm not sure that I should ask you about tonight's game. <laughs> yeah, probably one of the longest... Um, um, post-match discussions um, I've, I, I've had really uh, in, in the dressing room there was a lot to talk about with Hoops and um, the ch- chairman and um, Martin Martin Daughtry um, yeah there was a lot a lot of things which um, I'll just keep keep 
in the camp to start with that I'm not I'm not happy about. Um, and that's not um, what 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 we're about. And I think it's because we set our standards so so high. Um, I thought the football. I thought being being positive. I thought some of the football at times and two or three of the goals we scored were just like sublime. They were they were absolutely superb. And I don't think anybody could disagree with that. But um, there was far too long periods in in the game where um, we weren't weren't at our, at our best. Um, made wrong wrong decisions, um, held onto the ball too long. But what I was really pleased with is just is to, it, it was 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 the work rate because that, that that that's 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 what uh, Wendron had, that's what uh, Weybridge had for the first twenty minutes, half hour on on Saturday. Um, that's what Liscard had when I watched against Bodmin. Absolutely superb! What a performance that was. They ran the legs off them and they and they chased and harassed and made bad balls into good ones. But that's that, that's that's what you're going to get in this league. That's that's what happened there there tonight, particularly us. And you, and you go to maybe the t- teams like like Bodmin because you certainly saw that against Bodmin. That teams are just going to raise their games, and it's um, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll say it's a, it's a little bit cheating actually, because those players won't go and play or run as hard as that as they did did against us tonight. And we just have to accept that we were still good enough. We were still good enough to go and score score. Five goals in the last last two, ten goals in the last two games, um, but uh, uh, I, I'm not too I'm not too bothered or talking about what the opposition had done because we're going to get that. We're going to get that. The next two games are going to be quite good actually. We're uh, the underdogs going up the Barnstable, um, but but um, tonight there was just we are better. We are better than, than than what we showed in possession tonight. In possession, we we gave it way too too often. Having said that. We still scored five goals. I think hit the bar three times, four times. Um, Goldie's had a couple disallowed. Um, so the main thing was to come for three points, and we've done that. I'm so glad I didn't ask you about tonight's game. But um, but uh, Saturday FA Cup. That's why I'm really here tonight to talk to you about um, away to Barnstable. As you said, underdogs. Their Southern League. Yeah. Your yeah. Peninsula. So. Whatever you do is going to be a, a good day, isn't it? It's um, maybe it's a it's a uh, a free a free hit a free hit really. Uh, you you could say that. Um, yeah, they're uh, two two steps high, high, higher than our higher than ourselves. It's been frustrating to try and get even anything anything about them. I know Brixham beat them, but I knew I know that um, sort of sources close to. <laughs> to Barnstable um, have told us and we're, and we're trying to get some feedback and things that maybe they had a few players missing um, I expect them to, to bring a few players in that's what they did last year they'll travel in from Birmingham and even London they'll travel in so it, I haven't even bothered to go and try and, try and watch them because no, what, what I've seen they will be totally different to what the game we just got to go on and, and think about ourselves but um, I think we still we, we still have the um, uh, certainly the firepower Certainly, the firepower to um, to give give any anybody a good game. Interesting as well. They haven't obviously started their league program yet, um, so that's got to be an advantage to you. Yeah, I think it is. Having having just played now the last 
two, three, three games, particularly the, the, the cup, and then we've had two league games. Um, that uh, that that edge that just gives you you can do you can do all the training you like and even simulating all the all the match stuff and that that you can set pieces and everything but there's nothing there's nothing like um, the match fitness itself and you can the lads, the lads you can go on five and ten k mile runs and even in good good times and it, all the sprints but there's nothing nothing like match fitness so yeah or m- maybe that might be a little bit of um, uh, an advantage to us here. Yeah. And no injuries from tonight? Everyone fit and rearing to go? Uh, yeah, I rested Dan Harrison, really, because um, uh, he, he, he could have he done at a, at, a, at, a, at a strapping, a strapping on his ankle, and we just thought, well, there's no there's no today. We've got uh, an excellent squad. Um, and Damo's more than, as he showed tonight, more than capable of um, coming in there and, and, and shoring up. Um, beats came off. A little bit of a thigh strain, and little bits of niggles with one or two. So um, I'll just, I'll just uh, have the free day tomorrow. I'll speak with a, a two or three players tomorrow about other things, but um, they'll have the free play and then Friday, we'll just check in to see if everybody's okay for for when we leave Saturday. Okay, well thanks, Steve, and we wish you the best of luck. Obviously, thank you, David. Yep, look forward to seeing you Saturday. Your Cornish podcast. Yeah, he didn't seem too happy, did he, Dix, with the performance, mate? And, and fair enough, really. You know, like you said, he's he's assembled a fantastic squad there, Alston, mate, and, they, and they've set a certain standard, haven't they? You know, and, and massive professionalism, mate, you know, that he, he won't let them slip below that, really, especially on one of the best surfaces in the league, to be honest, Dix. You know, I thought like, Alston would have a bit of a field day. Uh, yeah, not because it went. I know Jack does a fantastic job at Wenman, but I thought the, the the pitch down there, mate, is fantastic at the minute, mate, isn't it, yeah. on the lane? And yeah. I thought it would suit Alston's, you know, footballers down to the ground, mate, you know. But but nice to see Mass on it at the Liscord Bobman game last Friday, Dick, you know, he's great company and, you know, knows his. I mean, fantastic, the bloke, that's what he's done in his career, mate, you know, in pro football and, you know, he's come down here. Like you said, he's been here like nearly 30 years now, mate, and embraced their football. And he is a player and a manager, and, you know, it's what he's put into Cornish football, mate, is fantastic, really. You know, I think it's, it's brilliant that we've got a bloke like Mass, you know, and, and obviously brilliant news for Elston. But, but on the plus side, mate, I know Mass weren't happy, you know, midweek, mate, but that's 26 games, isn't it? You know, I mean, a winning streak in the league, which is which is pretty incredible at, at any level when you think about it mate and and I really fancy Alston on Saturday day you know at Barnstall mate I, I really you know winning's a good habit mate isn't it to get into yeah. and Alston has certainly got that mate and I fancy him Saturday yeah that's true of course uh, since Tuesday um, Kyle Marks is gone uh, he was sub for them yeah. uh, on Tuesday at Wendron uh, didn't come on day after he's uh, completed a transfer and he's playing for Bodmin so that all happened very quickly yeah yeah you know young lad I know well mate Moxie great great lad mate great footballer and you know obviously it's a tough team isn't it mate to get into at the minute mate I mean they're, mm-hmm. they're flying aren't they and the team sort of picks itself really Dukes doesn't it you know the Alston team so it is a tough you know, I mean, obviously, Moxie's only, what's he now, mate, 21, 22 now, mate. So, you know, you want to be playing football, don't you, really? A bit like Alfie, you know, Alfie Flackett's took him, you know, gone back to play for his dad, Steve. I mean, good footballers, mate, but, you know, playing for Alston, mate, is, is you know, if you're not going to get that game time, then, you know, it might be 
in in your best interest to go. So I mean, it's a good move, really, mate. I think for Moxie, mate. Yeah, but you know, Bobman's another big club, mate. Isn't it? It's not mm-hmm. as if he's you know gone to a, a sort of club with no ambition, mate. You know, he's gone to another another great club, really. So you know, a great manager, you know, Gilby and Alan there, mate. You know, obviously Gary, respect to. You know, he, he'll love his football there. I just think, mate. You know, get and get a lot more minutes. So. Good luck to him, mate. Yeah, the one disappointing thing uh, I, I noticed from that Bodmin game at Callington, uh, at home to Callington on Wednesday, and the attendance figure was 78, I saw. That's not very good, is yeah. it? Yeah. No, no, in mate. Well, you know, when, like you say, mate, you know, when what we saw at this squad last Friday, you know, mate, you know, I know there's a few other games on the same night, but, but yeah, you think people would be champing at the bit to... To, to come back and watch football, mate, wouldn't you? So, yeah, I, I was surprised at that. You'd, you'd have expected at least a, a three-figure crowd, mate, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's to be true. Honest. Okay, so yeah. come on then, let's get your head on the chopping block. Uh, all our clubs yeah. that are involved in the FA Cup this Saturday, um, they're all playing, of course, Southern League opposition. How are they going to yeah. get on? I've got to be honest, I, I, honestly, mate, I think... I think all three could, are quite more than... Like you said earlier, mate, these these clubs have just been playing friendly for where our clubs are sort of up and running, mate, aren't they? So, I mean... I'm going to go for two out of the three, mate, to go through, Dicks. Two out of three. As Meatloaf said, mate, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Right. Apparently, didn't he, mate? I'm not a meatloaf fan or anything. But, but you're not going to upset anyone by suggesting who the, the unlucky one um, is going to be, are you? Well, I don't like to, mate. I, I, I got to be honest, mate. I got to be honest, mate. I think I think Alston will win, mate. I will say that. I think they're going to find sport and win. I think Bodmin have got the hardest of the three games, mate. But and so Ash. Won't be easy either, mate, will it? So, but I'm hoping. That, well, I'd be brilliant if, if all three could win leagues, wouldn't it? I'd love, love to see all three clubs win. But, but I've got a feeling Bob Minor, Stolt Ash, one of them might not. But I'm hoping I'm wrong, mate. Hope I'm wrong. Okay. Love to see all three win. And of course, yeah, tough games, mate. Tough games. Uh, interesting, or it, it, it could be interesting if we do get, uh, you know, well, hopefully all three go through. One of them might draw true in the next round. Yeah, that'd be another. Uh, oh, imagine if Alston, Alston Troy Matt's going back to Troy. Or oh, wouldn't that be a game, mate? Wouldn't that be a game? Yeah. Would he or rather? Troy would he Alston. rather play them at Triu or would he rather play them at Helston? Um, I don't know, mate. No, I think that's probably what the own game would he make? Hoops well, and Mass as well, mate. Yeah, Obviously, Hoops. Yeah, yeah, FA Pass. Winner, mate. Oops, can't forget him. But, no, no. but yeah, that'd be a tie, mate, wouldn't it? That'd be a tie. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's good money, mate. Good yeah. money, Dixon. Yeah. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. No. They've got, to, they've got to win Saturday first. But um, yeah, exactly. But we uh, will be hoping that obviously all three do very well. Wishing them all yeah. good luck. Um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's uh, Sodash home to Poulton Rovers, uh, Bobbin away to Froome, and Halston away to Barnstable. And I think, I think I'm right in saying that Piran Films has got one of his better commentators this Saturday. So uh, I won't mention Sorry, any names. Mate. Won't mention any names, no. but um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard that. 
<laughs> Look forward to seeing the highlights, mate. Hopefully, <laughs> <I bet. laughs> a few, uh, <laughs> hopefully a few Alston goals, mate. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's it. We're out of time. Is that it, mate? That is it. Crikey, that's gone quickly. Time flies, mate, when I'm talking to you. The football, mate. <laughs> time flies. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're out of time. Okay. That's um, all the FA Cup, all the Senior Cup discussion. We've spoken about yeah. um, the, well, some of the leagues. We don't touch on the Dutchy or the Cornwall combination, mainly because, or the Trelawney mainly because we've got no one who, who's coming on to talk about them but um, yeah it'd be nice mate wouldn't it if we could get some on wouldn't it yeah so um, anyone listening if you fancy uh, yeah. five minutes on the programme please get in touch yeah. this is how you get in touch don't forget if you want to contact us email davedeacon at cornishsoccer.info or on twitter you can send a message to at soccer podcast or at Mark Rapsy one So, that's it. Yep, we're out of time. I've got to go. Cheers, Pete. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to hold you up, mate. No, I've got to dust my clipboard off or find it. You know, it's a long time since I yeah. since I commentated on, on Helston. So, I think the last time actually might have been might have been when they beat Bobman 4-1 or something like that. But, um, oh, you've done that one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, might have been. But anyway. Is that Perhaps a rain swept day, mate, wasn't it? But Bobman, wasn't it, mate? It was at Bobman. Yeah. I don't know about rain, but um, yeah. it was a bit gloomy. But then, yeah, there we go. Right, so yeah. I'm going. All I've got to well, say is goodbye to everyone. And with everything that's happening at the moment, COVID nineteen, obviously, keep reminding yeah. you stay alert. More importantly, stay safe and please adhere to the social distancing around our football grounds because we don't want anything to happen to the season, do we, this time? No, we don't, mate. Don't want no expunging going on this season, mate, do we? No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, have a good cup weekend, everyone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, speak to you next week, dudes. Yep, Okay. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Cornish Walker Podcast.